broadcasting live. This is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With your hosts, Honest Abe and Adam K. the Brewmeister. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kmatalkradio.com. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Like John Good morning, loyal listeners, libertarians, lovers of the leaf, everyone out there in Facebook land. Welcome to another exciting edition of KMA Talk Radio. I am Adam McKay, the Brewmeister. On this, the wonderful almost end of July, and we have no idea what's going to happen next. Uh, <laughs> did you guess that perhaps, you know, a squirrel would have uh, the bubonic plague? I didn't, but guess what? Hey, it happened. Uh, with me is always the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Honest Abe. Hello. Good morning, everyone. And still live in New York, it's Paul DeGracco. <laughs> I had to race here this morning because I realized I was at my parents' house for four or five days. And because we try to mix it up so not everybody has all of us in the same house, you know, for the whole time. So and they don't I realized feel like they're neglected or anything. You're not leaving <laughs> yeah. anybody out. No, and and I think I, I so basically I was, what you're saying is if you got the virus, you want to make sure you pass it on to every different member of your family. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're they're all in our circle now, so the family's okay. in our circle. But we uh, <laughs> but we had to rate. I thought that the internet would be fast enough at my parents' house, but their their upload speed is not fast enough. Their download speed is super fast. So I guess mm-hmm. here at my mother-in-law's, they have a different plan or a different service or something. So I was like, oh god, we have to go. So we had to pack up the kids, the dogs, and, and race over here. Why so didn't you was, just leave yourself? Uh, because we were coming here anyway. So we figured we had enough time, so we raced over here with everybody. You know, I was a gentleman. I, I got everybody packed up, and here we are. Oh, yeah, that makes you a gentleman. You pack kids in your car. Huh? You pack I your pack, kids in your car. I did, and I packed my whole car, all you know, by myself. Uh, there's it's, some joke here I'm missing, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's, it's not really a story, so we don't know what to say. You're right. Well, yeah. I packed right, up I my kids just... and I went to my mother in law's house this morning. That's the exciting after, story. After I left my parents' house. Yes. And I had to bring my two dogs. And I had to get everybody in the car. And it's. We didn't. We ended up not going to Wally World and going on any of the rides. It kind of sounds about right. Yeah. Held up a guy with a gun, with a BB gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you coming back anytime soon? Uh, I'm planning to. Uh, no, no definitive date yet. No, we we have a tentative date to come back. We're gonna we do a family trip with with Stephanie's father's side of the family, um, with her dad, her brother, her sister, and us to his mm-hmm. cabin in upstate New York. It was canceled this year because of COVID, but now because they they do, I guess it's the Delaware County Fair or the Dutchess. I don't remember what what county they're in. So it's a big, big doing up there in the middle of nowhere. And we decided 
now we're all just going to go there and hang out at the cabin with the kids so they can enjoy the great outdoors and be secluded from everyone else but each other. We're, we've all been in each other's circle anyway at this point. So we're going to probably do that and possibly leave from there, depending on what it looks like in Florida, or come back here for another week and then leave. But we, we got to get home, man. I mean, it's as, as great as it is having family here to take care of everything. You know, I, I got a house. I'm paying a mortgage on a house for almost two months that we're not, we're not using. Pay the water Don't worry. Bill. Don't worry. I'll clean up after this weekend. <laughs> Dude, I would uh, listen. If I didn't have cameras in the house, I would, I would suspect that one of my buddies would be there. But I, I, I have house. my house on lockdown. Through a house party. <laughs> I, so, I, did, I, I yeah. need to ask Adam about the intro because I didn't hear anything about this. I don't know if it was one of Adam's off-the-cuff statements or it's legitimate news. But there's a squirrel out there with bubonic plague. Oh yeah, no, it was in Colorado. Yeah, Colorado, a squirrel had bubonic plague and was tested. Mm-hmm. Why they were really? testing a squirrel for bubonic plague, I have no idea. This shit can't be real. No, yeah, it I was don't... out there. It was on CNN. I mean, who who's catching a squirrel to test them for bubonic plague? Who's catching a squirrel and testing it to begin with? I mean, this shit, I, I don't know. I mean, look, so I don't what know does what that it. what does that mean if the squirrel has bubonic plague? <laughs> I have no idea. But it's... I just saw it as a news statement this week. It's the next pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> it's the next dumpster fire to get added onto and dumped into what is 2020. So there you go. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, listen, we had, it, it's really, I mean, it's really a, a, the state of what reality is is nuts. It really is. I mean, we had 16 people come in here on Thursday night, Wednesday night, in our Boynton headquarters, and basically at nine, a little after 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and they kicked everybody out of the shop and shut us down. Why? Uh, they say we're in violation of something. The lounge can't operate. And, and, and meanwhile, the, our, as we pulled in this morning, our parking lot is completely full, and there's 30 people in this little gym this little CrossFit gym or whatever it is, gym, hybrid gym, all running together, working out together. But the five people that were in my lounge having a cigar is is a menace to society. I, I don't know where this is going to end. And, you know, you say fight it, you know, do something about it. But, I mean, all I know is that, look, the liquor company have huge lobbying groups, right? And they're powerful and they're bars, their main source of revenue have been shut down since February. No right. one's making a stink. I don't get it. No one's making a stink. I mean, no one's even talking about it. They're just, it's, just it's, it's nuts. It's nuts. But it felt like a, you know, I mean, a weird state of affairs. I mean, literally, like, there were some police officers, sheriffs, a guy from the zoning area, and they, they basically came in and shut us down. It was like a movie, you know, like martial law. Jeez. And they didn't. They don't have to give you a reason. They just say you're in violation. They give us a reason, but it's all about interpretation. So now our lounge, we, we could do cash and carry, but our lounge, no huh. one can sit in our lounge and have a cigar. Mm-hmm. I didn't you know? know that that actually like passed again. That they said that you couldn't do that. It's changing every week, Paul. A couple of weeks ago, we had an email from the Department of Business and Professional Regulation here in Florida that basically said you're fine as long as you've got 50% capacity and social distancing, <laughs> you're fine. 
then the county changed it where you can't serve alcohol past 11. So we closed, started closing at 11. Then they said you couldn't sell alcohol at all. So then we closed the bars. Now they're coming in and saying no one could sit in the lounge. And we had people come up yesterday who found out they couldn't sit in the lounge and left without making a purchase. And I, you know, I don't blame them. They got nowhere to smoke. It's right. too hot to sit outside mm-hmm. and have a cigar right now. They can't go home. They, just, they, you know, they wanted to come to a haven. Smoke a cigar there, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I literally had a guy yesterday come up to me while I was getting some water and said, hey, can I get a cappuccino? I'm like, uh, actually, no, I can't give you a cappuccino, and you actually can't stay here. And he literally said, oh, well, I guess I have to go put this back. Well, I, I hope the word I'm sorry came out of your mouth when you were talking to him. I, I was like, I, I don't know what, what to do. I mean, the... <laughs> no, you can't stay here. Go home. Sorry. I can totally see Adam saying yeah. that. Right. Go home. No Get out of here. here. No cigar for you. Yes. So. No cigar for you. Yes. I was on the dojo last night with the boys. It was Dude, I was watching. I was watching. Did you end up having a drink or not? I, I couldn't watch the whole thing. We have no bar. We close at 8 oh, o'clock. Oh, right. Okay. I was the only guy in the building for an hour when that show started. Jeez. Yeah. No. So, um, but it was always good to see the boys. And honestly, I tell you what, they're really good people. I mean, um, you know, throughout your career, throughout my career, a lot of people have done many great things for me. And, yeah. you know, you pass it forward as things go by and you always try to do things and extend your your help to people. And Eric said some really nice things about how I helped them get launched and how I helped them create their first, I mean, the whole dojo series. It's just good to hear. Somebody I, heard, say that. I heard him talking about that. And yeah, I meant to text him this morning and tell him I really appreciate those kind words. He has given you a lot of props though. I watched the show quite a bit. He, he's given you a lot of props over the, over he called the time me one I of his mentors. I feel bad if I'm one of his mentors. <laughs> Are you that much older than him? I don't know. Maybe. You know, I, I don't know. He's old. He's older than me. Is he? Mm-hmm. Eric's oh, yeah. older than me. Wow, he's he got a grandson. Good. Are you kidding? He's <laughs> got more than one grandson, doesn't he? Uh, I, I only know that Jordan's got one kid. That yeah, I know Jordan has one yeah, kid. Yeah, that would be it. Yeah. But yeah, we were, they were talking about the new uh, Dogma release next Thursday. So it's, Have you it's smoked one? Grown. Yeah. You see that box? See, there's three <laughs> missing. So, yeah, it's actually a pretty good cigar, so. That live event, their national launch is happening uh, next Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There'll be a live broadcast with Jonathan Drew, Ann Fan, Joe Grow, Matt Leitner, our team, and the guys from the dojo will be there. And we're just going to have a live uh, virtual party. And then there'll be actually a big selling event with some awesome raffles. Um, if you guys want to check out the packages and more information on what's going on, just go to smokein.com forward slash dogma. And you can see a lot of the cool packages that will be available. None of them are for sale until 7 p.m. next Thursday night. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Adam, have you smoked one? I have not. Hell no. I won't give him one. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not special enough. Sorry. No. <laughs> totally accurate. Uh, well, speaking of good cigars, we should uh, we should bring on our uh, our special guest the, today. The buck, the buck himself. Yes, absolutely. Uh KMA Talk Radio is pleased to welcome back the man himself from JSK Cigars, Mr. Rissi Rostevsky. Welcome back, buddy. What's going on? Oh, thanks for having me. Guys. I don't know if you guys were watching me or I could have said something like as we were talking. But, uh, uh, they wouldn't want... have heard you on Facebook, okay. but we would have. 
Okay. I just wanted to ask Paul if that was like a casting couch behind him or something. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. I'm pretty sure Paul has sat on many a casting couches. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you don't want to talk about it, Paul. So, it's just, uh, Risty, when was the last time you used the slide behind you? Uh, there's a broken piece right there. Mm-hmm. So not not, not too long ago. <laughs> my kids use it every day. They're actually like my one of my kids right now is like uh, staring at me through the window, like waving. I told him he can watch Daddy work today. That's a nice setting you got back there behind you, man. Pretty open field. Yeah, uh, my family ended up buying uh, a couple of these lots way back in the day, and uh, I built a house here about ten years ago. So it's like my neighbors are Macedonian. My other neighbors, my first cousin. My aunt and uncle lives on the street, so it's, it's like, like little it, Macedonia there. It is. I mean, you might you might see my aunt walk by and drop off like you know, zucchini she did yesterday. You know, from that's her garden. Great. So, that's awesome. A little community out here. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I make cigars and moonshine and wine, and my other cousin makes beer and my I, other I, cousin makes wine. So it's like uh, when I throw a party out here, it's, uh, it gets pretty wild. I, I wanted to bring it up. I mean, like I, I thought about it yesterday. I was like. Can I get him to show me a picture of the still? Where is the still? The still is at my father-in-law's right now. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm sure he doesn't want to, like, implicate right. himself. Or, right, he, right. Hey, what is still? What still? It's only well, a, a copper it's still. not a big deal. There's is an illegal a... item I'm showing you right now. <laughs> is it a copper still? Yeah, it's a full copper still. It's a wow. 10-gallon copper still. Uh, my father-in-law actually had made in Macedonia. And it's a cool story about it because he shipped uh, the bottom base. And he took the head, the head uh, on the airplane with him. They, they asked him, like, in, you know, customs, what is that? And he just told him it was a flower pot, you know. So when he got Wait, back so from Macedonia, he carried it on. <laughs> yeah, that was his carry-on. It was the, 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 the head part of the still. Wow. Now, Lucy, are, you, are, you, are you first-generation American? I'm, yeah, first-generation uh, born here, Macedonian American. So you were born here, but your parents were born overseas. Correct. Wow, that's awesome. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's cool because it's nice to see that the Macedonian culture is still strong, you know, cause usually, you know, when we get, you know, I, it got a little weak with me. I mean, I'm first generation, but I'm still more culturally adherent and I'm trying to instill it in my kids, but it's just so much harder as the generations yeah. go by. I mean, you know, we just, you know, want to try to keep the best elements of your culture, you know? Yeah. No, I, I try to teach my kids everything. Like, you know, uh, my kids can speak fully, fully, full Macedonian, uh, my daughter, my daughter can probably write better than I can. I can't read or write Macedonian. I really? Yeah, it's just well, I, I, I never learned it. I, yeah, I can't read or write Arabic too, so I feel yeah, but I can speak it, but I can't read or write it. Yeah. Huh? Wow. I mean, how many people in the world speak Macedonian? It can't be very a many. Lot. I mean, if you yeah, I mean, if you look back in the day, like you know, uh, people speak Macedonian in Nepal. You know, because like, really? you know, okay. Yeah, when Alexander the Great went and conquered, you know, half the world, you know, people grew up Macedonian in other countries, and you can still see on YouTube, like you know, their second language is Macedonian. I mean, because it's kind of like my—I have a friend from Finland, and she married mm-hmm. my my buddy that's American, and he's learning Finnish. But we did research on it. Less than four million people in the world speak Finnish, and I was like, if you're gonna take the time at 30 years old to learn a language, maybe learn one more, learn one that more than 4 million people speak, you know, learn, learn Spanish, learn, 
It's just it's there's still anybody so many... can speak Spanish. No, I know, especially That's when you live Finnish, in South Florida. Man. That's Finnish. Does but, your friend drink or no? He does. Yeah. Is he a hardcore? Drink? Uh, then he's learning Finland too. Because I drank with some guys from Finland. There's some hardcore drinkers, man. Oh, but there's nothing else to do. Six months out of exactly. the year, you're sitting in snow, and 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 yeah. half days. You know, it's he, he doesn't he doesn't live there uh, now, but uh, he's been there many times. He loves it there, but I don't know. It's yeah. it's just one of those languages that you're like, oh, I guess, I guess. But they all speak Swedish and English as well. There's uh-huh. not you'll never meet a Finn that doesn't speak English. Because yeah. they can't communicate with the rest of the world. <laughs> but that's and an interesting Finland language. Also, is uh, the number one place if you ever want to go in a sauna. That is true. Sauna experts, yes. I was in a sauna with a guy from Finland and Sweden, and it got to like 190 degrees, and these guys are talking drinking. I'm just thinking about surviving. Wow. <laughs> 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 oh, to them, I mean, to them, they're like, oh, look at the pussy American had to step out of the. The sweat box, you know, it's like uh, they like, they don't mess around with sauna. It was, it was legit. It was legit 190 degrees, and I'm, you know, I'm like, how do you guys do this? And they're like, well, we we sitting here for hours. Uh, made no sense. How did, did that they... story start? Is where I want to go back to. <laughs> and how did uh, you end up there? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, last, last year in uh, September, I did a tour through uh, Sweden, and uh, there's a town called like Odenburg outside of Stockholm mm-hmm. and I had an event at one of the guy's houses, which was like on a big farm. And I had the event in his garage and okay. he goes after the event, you want to go to the sauna. I'm like, fuck, I'm in Sweden. I might as well go to like a legit, legit sauna. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Mind you, I didn't know how big the sauna was. <laughs> it was uh, maybe six feet wide and like four feet across. And, you know, I'm 260 pounds. The guy next to me was probably 350 pounds. And my, my importer, uh, Martin, sitting next to me is, you know, a 6'9", Swedish, 160-pound white guy. So it's like we were, we were literally cheek to cheek sitting on his bench, you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's usually how it is, yeah. <laughs> but I was committed. I, th- I told him before the event, you know, we started drinking, eating. You know, it was like he goes, hey, I fired up the sauna. It's about another hour. You know, so I'm thinking, you know, sauna, whatever. I open a door. I was like, all right, this is going to be interesting. So, so my question here is, how much alcohol is required before cheek-to-cheek sitting with another male becomes acceptable? Quite a lot. I was going to say, I mean, how much <laughs> drinking that night? There was no <laughs> eye contact in the room, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I mean, it, it was cool. And here's the crazy thing. So I, I legit called my wife. I was like, babe, I'm putting a sauna in the fucking house. And she's like, no, you're not putting a sauna in the house. I'm like, listen, I'm sitting in a sauna. And this guy's this guy built his house around his sauna. That's, how That's what they do. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But at the end, he's like, hey, we're going to have sausages. And I'm thinking, all right, cool. And it's like, this is three in the morning. He goes, instead of just letting the heat dissipate from the sauna, we wrap a bunch of sausages and put them on the coals. And in 45 minutes after we eat sausages, after we sauna. <laughs> so. I told her, I'm like, I'm cooking sausages in a sauna, and I wanted to put this in my basement. Or I'm, I'm probably going to put one in my backyard, like a house or something with a sauna. It, it, they use a steam sauna, right? Not a dry sauna. Steam sauna. Steam. Yeah. yeah. They, 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 they don't walk the in. Coals. Yeah, they don't, they don't walk in until it's 165 degrees. Risty, did, they, like, did you, in, in Sweden, do they do the, the brush lashing, like with the, with the leaves? No. Well, we weren't lashing no leaves that day. <laughs> in, Paul in wants, Finland, Paul wants to be lashed. No, in Paul, Finland, I, you totally want to be lashed. <laughs> no, I do not. In Finland, they take <laughs> a bunch of uh, leaves 
and they they lash your back with it to open up your pores. So you beat the crap out of everybody else before you go in. You beat the crap out of your back, or somebody beats the crap out of your back. You beat the crap out of somebody else's back, and then you go into the into sauna so that you can open up your pores. It's there's some crazy uh, wild stuff going on around I, the world, man. I, I like totally like like whack the crap out of somebody and then be like, all right, I'm leaving. See you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a cool thing. It's just like you know. Why not experience it, you know? Sauna is amazing. I've never done it with, with like, hardcore sauna folks. In, in oh, like, yeah. No, uh, these guys do it three times a day. They sauna before breakfast. Three times a day? Yeah, yeah man. What What is the reasoning? What do they feel it's doing? Prolonging their lives? Uh, from what I understand, it get, it prevents and rids 40% of ailments in humans. Yeah. You it literally just toxins. Yep. Yeah. I'll a tell lot you of them what, have it in their offices, the sauna, in their houses. When I got out of the sauna and I smoked a cigar right afterwards, it felt like it was the very first cigar I smoked in my entire life. Like, legit. And I probably had, like, ten that day, you know, just touring around, you know, at the event. You guys are inspiring me now to put a steam sauna in my house. I, oh, I'm dude, you it. should. I'll, yeah, I'll, be, I'll come hang out, man. What's up, buddy? Oh, I mean, there's... when I used to play football, that was part of our regimen, like, every day, right, working out. But I mean, I never thought twice about it after that. You did, hey, you pretty did girl. So? Say wait, hi. Wait, wait. I got your, like, she, where, what happened to your teeth? She, yeah, she <laughs> lost two of her teeth. <laughs> I know. My son, my son's toothless in the front right now. It's hilarious. And she had one hanging for, like, two weeks. I was just trying to pop it, you know, just, like, poke it. And she wouldn't let me. And it finally just fell out. You know what's amazing is how monumental it is at that age to them that they're having a tooth, right? It's like oh, yeah, the yeah. work. Like I come and Paul, you haven't experienced it yet, but wait, man. No. I come home from work and it's like the news of the day. I mean, they come running, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy guess what? You know, so, big <laughs> so here's yeah. a question: What does the tooth fairy leave your kids, Risty? What did the tooth fairy? Give her for those teeth. I was going to bring that up. Nug, man. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) They wake up with a nug under the pillow. She lost her tooth at my uh, mom's house. And I didn't know until the next day. And she came home. She's like, Daddy, like the tooth fairy didn't give me no money last night. I was like, well, the tooth fairy doesn't know you're at your mom's house last night. Or my grandma's house last night. So, (laughs) you know, I keep it simple. I I just give her a dollar. Five bucks. Ten bucks. You know. Abe? I feel like I got a quarter. I got a dollar. We're five bucks now, I think. So my 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 uh, wife her she has a half sister that is twelve, and when she was growing up, she got twenty dollars a tooth. I'm like, oh, that's 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 like five hundred dollars. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't want I don't want my kids knocking other kids' teeth out for twenty bucks. My kid's a little entrepreneur, so you know, I don't want you know bag of teeth coming home from school. Yeah, yeah, they'll be finding teeth everywhere. I'll share a funny toothpaste story because listen, I love you know my wife's always got so much going on, but it's been known where a couple days go by before the toothpaste shows up. So there's always you know the well, backlog story, you know, oh they're busy, they're coming, you know, and um, now my oldest is like involved in the game. She'll be like, Mom, don't forget, give it. To, I'll go do it now, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but um, it came to a time where you know I, I had a conversation with my daughter, and she's like, you know, you know, so Mom's a tooth fairy, huh? <laughs> yeah, this is like a couple years ago, so I'm, I'm like, I'm like, you know, what makes you say that? Because I don't know, kind of obvious, right? Two straight doesn't show up for days, and I hear mom creeping around upstairs, and all of a sudden money shows up, whatever. I'm like, okay, so listen. And I sat down, I said, now this is an important stage in your life, right? 
because these these thoughts of two spheres, it's very, very important. So now you're part of the group now that helps protect that secret and let your brothers and sisters enjoy. grow up and, and enjoy that moment, right? So you got to keep the secret from them to do, you know, there's, you know, you can never tell them there's no tooth fairy. There's no Easter bunny. There's no Santa Claus. And my dog goes, Santa Claus is not real. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> jumped the gun on that. I'm like, like, how could you realize the tooth fairy is not real? They don't, they don't put two and two together. Yeah. Oh my God. I felt so bad. <laughs> she was like crushed for the day. How old was she? Like 10. It was a couple years ago. 10. How yeah, old were you ten. when you found out? I was really young because of oh, my I brother. Can't remember, dude. I mean, you just, it's a half a century ago. <laughs> I, I was seven or six. My my brother told me. He's like, "Hey, do you know the Santa Claus secret yet?" I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, <laughs> mom and dad." You see, I, I mean, I was the oldest, so everything was organic. I didn't have that somebody breaking news to me. Right. You probably got traumatized that day. You remember it th- for thirty oh, yeah. years later. Oh yeah. You know. But um, yeah, so yeah, I, I busted for my oldest daughter that Santa Claus wasn't real. That was oh bad. I'm never gonna <laughs> she's, she's gonna talk <laughs> about that story for years. Oh man, you know, I just figured she put it all together. All right. <laughs> uh, we we, we have to be careful. Are your kids still around, Risty, or as they go on? Oh, no, they walk back inside. They got a okay. pool okay. party to go to. He's today. got headphones on. They can't hear us. All right. Yeah. So I, I want to talk about about. Um, Stuff that because Risty is very very um, active on social media and uh, oh, I, you know he has he has rocked the boat a little bit in the industry I think over the last couple of years uh, in a good way and and some in the industry think maybe in a bad way right Risty I mean you wouldn't Risty's a James yeah. Dean of the cigar industry I've been called, <laughs> yeah. I've been called a prick or an asshole a few times by a few people in this industry I mean no he's he's literally the bad one of the bad boys if not the bad boy of the cigar industry which is so, not a bad thing No it's I, not I and I think it has helped tune, you man that's it I I think it's I think it's helped you and and Risty I want to ask you though do you do you think it's purely because of the purists that don't want to see the 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 nugs type cigar with the with the CBD oil in it or do you think it's your demeanor or what what do you think it is that that rocked the boat with some of the old school cigar guys uh. Some most of these, yeah, I would say the CBD part, yeah. Okay. But then the crazy thing, like, I, I mean, there's a huge company making a CBD cigar right now, and, you know. And the guy called me, he's like, "Ours tastes like shit compared to yours." You know? <laughs> so it's like, I think it's the fact that uh, I beat some people to it who already had in process. Right. Right. And then just the fact that like, uh, what what you see on me right now live is what you get, you know, at the meeting table at you know wherever. I mean. I do my own thing. It's just like, I, I don't, uh, I don't, my story is my story. I don't change it when I'm online and right. I don't change it when I'm in person. You know, it's like, I just walk to my own tune. I know I've, I've worked corporate America, fortune 100 companies. I, I work for the government doing IT stuff. So like when people look at me and they're like, well, who's this, you know, where did this fat fuck from Hebron, Indiana come into the <laughs> cigar industry? And then they, they, then they start looking into my background like, all right, well, he, He's actually pretty fucking smart. You know, yeah, so, you have so. a you have an extensive they don't background. That. And yeah. and you left you left a pretty uh, prominent job with with doing what internet security. I still do internet security for the government. My, so the county I live in, uh, in in Indiana. So Indiana, when the whole crypto stuff and or not crypto, but the viruses and hacking went on about six months ago, you know, 
Uh, I'm proud to say that the county I, I spearhead on sec- Internet security was one of the five counties in the whole state that did not get compromised. Oh, wow. You know, and then like my my job assessment, they brought in a third party from uh, actually Purdue University came in and assessed my network to see why we didn't get hacked. And then he told the board, you know, he's like, listen, you didn't don't think that you got bypassed. Who The people you have working here are the reason why. None of your guys' banking information got taken or right. stuff like that. So, you know, I mean, that, I've been doing that since my whole life. Okay, you know, I, I'm, I'm a I'm a nerd. I don't look like a nerd, but I'm a nerd. I, yeah, I just, hold I'm on, hold on one second. Why Why would you think you don't look like a nerd? <laughs> I mean, when I tell people what I do, and they're like, "No, nah, I, I would just you know, put something else." You know, the Macedonian beard automatically nullifies nullifies your ability to look like a nerd. You. To, to carry that beard, you can't be a nerd, right? I mean, I mean is, yeah. that, is that a Macedonian style, the beard, no mustache? I know it's the Abe Lincoln thing, but is, is that a... <laughs> no, the, the beard, no mustache is my wife. She says she always says, shave that thing off your face, you know, my mustache. Really? Yeah. It's a unique I mean, look. Very few people carry yeah. it. Very few people carry it. So it's definitely... I, I, I fucked up one time, and I, I cut in too close to my sideburn, so I, I got rid of my sideburn, and I legit had a neck beard at one point. Oh, Wow. <laughs> You know, so I don't think I've been clean cut shaved since probably 2002 or 2003. Wow. I, 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 I pretty much outside of a couple times where maybe for Halloween or something, but I've had a beard since the day I graduated high school. Yeah, pretty Which, much. I mean, okay. I went to a Catholic high school, so we couldn't have facial hair. So, I mean, literally. So like, you rebelled. I, well, I mean, I used to try. Listen, I, I used to have this game I played where I'd let it grow out. So Friday I could go buy beer. Right. You but like you. You'd have to really like be careful because you knew the teachers that were really like on the lookout for facial hair, and then the, the dean caught on to me, man. He would start looking for me on Fridays, and they send you down. They will pull you out of a test. They will send you down to the office. They would have this razor from 1970 in there, just disgusting. No shaving cream, and they would make you shave before you go into that. But so then I got smart and started carrying like extra like thick razors in my pockets in case I got busted. But yeah. Are, are I want to talk about, I want to talk about um, what Paul mentioned about, you know, kind of going against the grain. But you got to remember what Risky's going through is not really the first time in this industry. I mean, it's the same thing that Drew Estate and Jonathan Drew went through right? when they right. first came out. They had a bad stigmata for a long time as the not legitimate cigar. I mean, look where they're at today. You know, so, right. you know, and once again, this goes to what I always say. The consumers are who we answer to. They set the standard. So no matter what the industry thought of Drew Estate or Acid Cigars, the consumers wanted it, and it sold, and it was embraced, and look at the company became today. So, you know, the industry could, you know, maybe not acknowledge your company, acknowledge it, look highly upon it, look down upon it. But in the, the day, the consumers will dictate, and you obviously have a, a strong fan base. I mean, we yeah, – I, I mean, what it was, Abel like, says – go ahead, go ahead. I mean, what it was, like, from the get-go, like uh, – People are like, okay, now you have to do this now, and then now you have to follow this like cookie cutter plan route that everyone has this idea of how a cigar brand or how a cigar should be marketed and sold and this and that. And I'm just like, I'm gonna do what the fuck I want. You know what I'm saying? So I, I did what I want to do. You know, when when I, when I came out, I was direct to consumer. I mean, I was from the factory floor to your door. You know, that was my motto. And people hated me for that. And they saw the sales were going on and. Now there's some brands that are doing that now where they went to shops and now they're going direct. You know, it's just like 
But I caught a lot of flack for that because, like, no, you can't do that. You have to sell to the cigar shop, and they have to sell to the consumer, and this, that's how this industry works. Like, I'm I'm an analytical numbers guy, you know what I'm saying? And if and if you're looking, if I'm starting my business and I can make a bigger margin to help build my pop for my company, I'm going to do that first, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then I transition into you know stores two years after that. You know, I mean, I can see why some brands like fall off because if you don't gain traction with shops off the bat, I mean, who are you going to sell your cigars to? You're just going to look at them, you know? So I kind of created like, it's, I wouldn't even say like a fan base. Most of the people I know firsthand, I call it like a giant JSK family, you know? So, I mean, when they actually were asking me, he's like, listen, like start going into shops. I want to go in my local shop by, you know, one red night, you know, when I'm there, I don't need to buy a five pack every time from you. You know, so that's when I started moving the gears into that. You know, I created the pockets all over the U.S. and the world to where when I went into shops, you know, I they really didn't have to. like, Yeah, they knew, you know, I can get pick up a JSK here now instead of, you know, online. Mm-hmm. No, it, it, I mean, it, it, it's a cool ride. I love it. You know what I'm saying? Now, but when I mean, just like every day, you get good emails and bad emails every morning. You know? Right. When when Nugs was born. You do you do you own a piece of a of a, a CBD company or you you know somebody that that runs a CBD company? How did that? How did those two things come together? So I I'm one of the first uh, registered CBD companies in the state of Indiana. Okay. Uh, but to, to 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 say first to the point where some people in the government said I had new insider knowledge of why I incorporated my company three days before it came legal, and uh, <laughs> Indiana was going back and Indiana was going back and forth and. My response to that lady who questioned me on that is, uh, it cost me seven hundred dollars. I took a seven hundred dollar chance. You know what right. I'm saying? That that's you know I, I I decided to do that and start that. So I, who's your CBD is my company. So I was doing you know I have a, a lot of like uh, direct consumer you know the tinctures and the gummies and stuff like that. But then I got more into selling manufacturing bulk products you know i was started started selling the isolate and everything like that and then the cbd into the cigar thing was this uh i, t- I tell this story it's just me and my buddy were disc golf and i disc golf a lot it's the only that's like the only exercise i can get and uh i normally you know smoke a cigar take cbd and my buddy is like it'd be cool if that cbd was somehow incorporated in that cigar so you don't have to carry two products and I, I stopped. It, it literally is like a, a epiphany. You know, it's like I, I have two companies. I can put this in place. Like I have the resources and manpower to do this. Right. So two weeks after that happened, I headed to the lab in Colorado with a good friend who runs it. We sat down and, you know, it took about a year until like I was going to make that announcement. I'm doing a CB cigar. It's just the research and development behind it was so hard. Like I didn't I didn't want to sell someone a cigar that's, you know, felt like a sponge because people think I, I spray the cigar with isolate and, you know, stuff like that. So it's, I mean, when you smoke I mean, a nug, you, you don't know if there's CBD really in it. You know, it's just, it smokes like a premium cigar, which it is. The, and the process itself is something that, now correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I saw your announcement on social media the other day, or maybe uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago, that the patent pending was approved for Yeah, for so I have, I, I have a... I have a. I just muted my mic. What's up, dude? No, no, you didn't. Uh, I have. I have. Oh, <laughs> How yeah, are you no, doing? You <laughs> Middle of my show. 
Abe, you're long, still live. Hold up, hold up. Uh, Abe, you just up. muted. You just muted. The, how long is your daughter's practice? This companion right. or something. Yeah, we just got practice. <laughs> hold on a sec. I'm gonna uh, unmute him on yeah, yeah. the feed. Fuck, you mute him. Break it up. So. <laughs> okay, he's muted. Go ahead. Continue. Uh, so, <laughs> fuck it. Where was that? Uh, so the process. The, so, the yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, the process. So the process is a uh, process. I have. A non-provisional that I filed and was approved, I have a patent pending status on it. And the non-provisional lets you, instead of going the full route, spending the you know the ten to fifteen thousand dollars to get the full patent, right. you can do a, a non-provisional or a provisional. One of the two is a year sure. patent, and then within okay. that year, it's still a, it's still a secret document that you can apply and do the full one. So the first part only costs like eight hundred bucks. Okay. So I mean, if you're gonna spend eight hundred or like fifteen thousand, you know, I spent the eight hundred to see if it's possible. Uh, the full provisional patent, the one will be locked in for twenty years. I got the paperwork yesterday. I'm final, uh, finalizing that Monday morning, and I, I should have the full patent on it, like in September or October. And the patent itself oh. is for. I mean, you you posted, so it's not like a secret. Flavorings for tobacco other than essential oils, namely cigar flavorings containing. Water-based CBD, blah blah blah, with a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, but you got to include 0.3% of THC. Oh, is that why? Okay, okay. Yeah. So. It, it, yeah. So the, it, that 0.3 is a huge factor of my next cigar that I'm releasing, the marijuana version of that cigar. Uh, that's the purple. I technically band? own. Yeah, I technically own the rights to use CBD and THC in tobacco. Really? And the whole the whole patent process is the day it leaves the factory from the packaging to the lab, to the infusion process, and back to get shipped out. So the whole entire uh, patent covers the logistics side, the pack packaging side. You know, I mean, we, we made a needle that doesn't exist on the market that we use in the cigar that doesn't clog or tear apart the cigar when we put it in there. Right. So, I mean, the needle the, need, the needle head is patented, the packaging is patented, the solution that goes in the cigar is patented, the way it's cooked and, you know, refined is patented. It's... Uh, you know, my buddy told me, he's like, you should really kind of lock tight, put an ironclad on what you're doing. And so I took his advice and, you know, it's just another bunch of money you got to spend to do that. But, right. you know, I have one guy told me, he's like, you know, that that's that's a pretty good IP intellectual property owner. I was like, well, yeah. And I told him, cut me a fucking check and I'll tell you what I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how I am. You know, it's like I, I, there are people making CBD cigars right now, but I mean, I'll put mine against anyone's and. You know, my, mine is to the point where they they would get to that point and realize this is the only way it works to make it a scalable solution. Right. Mine's a very scalable solution. I can make it anywhere in the world. You know, uh, I export them to Australia, Malaysia. I'm talking to a company in Germany that wants to learn the process so we can cover the EU. So, I mean, I it's interesting, man. And at the fact, when I say it's a premium cigar, I think that's when the old timers are like, that's not a premium cigar. Right, right. That's where I, that's where people get pissed off in the industry when I when 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 I say Nugs is a premium cigar, it is. I mean, it's not you know a junk short filler cigar. It's a long premium tobacco. You know, even the blend to work with the solution, the CBD, what we use is, is blended that way. If you smoke the cigar with no CBD in it, it's almost like ninety nine percent the exact same. I mean, it's just different characteristics come out when you put the CBD in. Yeah. And you don't, and you don't get the uh, the CBD effect. I mean, the the I I I enjoy 
the I, I I smoke mostly the 20 milligram, but I, I do I'll smoke yeah. a, a 100 milligram once in a while, especially if I'm having a real stressed stressed out day. I mean I'm not a yeah. I'm I, not a I, huge I, CBD user, but I I have used it in the past, so I kind of know what you know what the the small effects are of it, and yeah. I do I, I smoke I, mean, I smoke one every day. Oh, like, wow. What do you smoke mostly? Do you smoke the 20 or the 100? I'll smoke a 20 when I wake up, and depending how I feel at night, I'll smoke a 100. Okay. And there's some there's some days where I'll smoke four or 500 a day. Wow. You know. Wow. It's just and you take CBD oil as well, right? Yeah, I have my own isolate. I can make my own strengths based on what I want. <laughs> so it, you briefly mentioned you're into disc golf. How often would you say you play the disc golf? Oh, uh, fuck. I played 36 holes yesterday. Oh, wow. So I, I have to ask. as when I, when I came to Florida, mm-hmm. I disc every day, and then I did a smoke-in event, and then I disc every day after that. Really? <laughs> so yeah. wait, where did you go while you were here in Florida? Did you go? Because I could have given oh. you recommendations. Uh, I mean, we're in Florida. I played in Tampa. I mm-hmm. played in... Uh, Tampa has some great courses. Sim- yeah. yeah, similar to Heights. I play, play out mm-hmm. there. Uh, Maximar is real good. Total Toboggan is real good. Tampa's a really good spot for disc golf. Uh, oh, yeah. Can claim most courses up there. I Like, when I say I disc golf, bro, I disc golf. Like, when I try, like, I play every, every event I do, I usually play a round of disc golf if I'm there a day before and a day after. Oh, wow. Where do you uh, disc so, golf? So, so, so how many holes and ones do you have, I have to ask? Because that's always one. one. I just have one hole and one. And it was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I, I usually disc golf with my buddies, right? And so no one can play, so I'm like, I'm going to go solo, right? And it's a local course here in Portage. Uh, very, very well known. We have a lot of good disc golf courses in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And I get up there and I throw it, and it goes in. There's no one to see that I just legit did it hole in one, right? Oh, no. But, oh, no. But the, the cool, the, the oh. cool thing was, there, there was a guy probably 60 years old in his car in the parking lot. He got out of his car, started screaming. He's like, that's fucking awesome, you know? <laughs> I was like, I, was, I, was like, I told him, there's a marker. You got to sign him because my friends aren't going to believe it, dude. So I, I have a hole-in-one with uh, some random straight old guy that signed it and like, verified it for me. <laughs> oh, you. thank God somebody saw it or else you'd have uh, guys like uh, like Ronnie telling you, you know, it never happened. It happened in a dream. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Ronnie could be there and still say it never happened. Oh, uh, no, that happened, that happened to my buddy Christian, too. He got a hole-in-one playing ball golf, was by himself, texted oh. everyone in our friend group, like, I got a hole-in-one. We're like, yeah, right. there? He's like, no. Wait, so, like, I don't I don't know disc golf at all. So do you mm. – are there, like, there's targets where the hole would be? Do you play at a regular golf course? No. Yeah, it's, it's, no, it's, there's a basket with chains. I have one in my yard over there. Uh, okay. Oh, dude, he's got his own basket. Of course, he's a serious. Disc I've been trying to convince my neighbors to put like a four hole, four or five hole park out here, you know, between the houses. Because <laughs> <laughs> they started getting into it too. Because I mean, the the biggest thing is it doesn't cost thirty dollars or fifty dollars to play around in disc golf. It's ninety nine percent free. You know, yeah. It's just this. It's just uh, there's different discs for different flight patterns and distances, and it's but the exact same as golf. Up, are there set up golf courses that are just for disc golf? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's huh. uh, the Midwest, uh, Florida, Kansas, like uh, North Carolina area, and also like oh, yeah. and all that. I mean, yeah. Wow. I, I, I mean, there's I app, no idea. There's a, you, you download an app, will tell you the closest disc golf course to you, and you know it's I've, it's I've, legit. I mean, it's fun. You know, it's fun. If I if if I can walk through the forest or woods with my kids, I've got that app. Around, it's a good time. You know. 
Yeah, you disc man. Oh, yeah. Paul, you want to go play when you get back? Let me know. We'll go play disc golf. I would love to try it, I guess. I mean, I, I know nothing about it. I mean, I'm not a... I'm not a great golfer, and I'm not really great with a frisbee, so I'm sure I won't be good at it. Yeah, it's like golf. You're gonna suck when you start. You're gonna hate it the first couple months, but once you can first start controlling. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. When you say the first couple months, yes. Yeah. Yes. But, if I hey, hate it the first time, I'm probably full, gonna stop. Pack. That's what matters. <laughs> yeah. it, it gets fun when you can start, like you know that basket's 300 feet away and I can put it within like two feet of the basket. You know, it's like, it gets fun when you can start doing stuff like that. <laughs> so what got you into disc golf originally? I have to ask Christy. Cause like, that's like, uh, it's, a, it's I was, a very odd hobby that I was shocked when my friends got into it and then it just kind of became a big thing. Yeah. I mean, I was just with a group of buddies and they're like, Hey, we're going to play around of disc golf. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, yeah, I'll come. They gave me one disc. I hated it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, now I got hooked. I, I play four to three courses a week. Easily. Wow. You know, it's something I'll just, when I leave work, I'll just go, you know, instead of going to the gym, sometimes I'll go walk four or five miles through the woods, disc golfing. I mean, it's, you know, there's courses that are very tough to play. Like I played one in, uh, in Colorado outside of Dillon up in the mountains, mm-hmm. which is, it, they put the baskets in, in the summer, but it's a ski resort. So you're literally climbing, you started like 9,000 feet and the, the last hole is like at 12,000 uh, feet, you know? So it's, it's crazy. Oh no, no. I've, I've played one like that in North Carolina where literally yeah. you have to throw the disc down the mountain and then yeah. go down the mountain. It's like, ah, I guess I'm walking down the mountain. Yeah. And you hit a tree, you go a different direction. You just oh yeah. Around there. So it's, Oh yeah. It's like, a yeah, crazy. That's my hobby. That's my hobby. When I have time, I'll, I mean, I'll get around it. It takes about an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, so it's faster and, too. And normally, Depends, yeah. normally free, but however, there is no cart girl to come around and uh, get, make sure you have extra beverages. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And I, I, sm- I smoke cigars when I play too. So like these other guys that play it, they're like, "How the fuck are you throwing the cigar in your mouth? I can't even throw the cigarette in my mouth." You know, it's just like I, I don't think I, I really don't even know the cigars in my mouth half the time when I'm playing. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I've done it, been there, done that. Oh yeah, whole thing. It becomes uh, second nature. So going going back to the cigars. So the the process for Nugs is a uh, is a patented or it's in the process of becoming patented for the purple band pat- that's going to have. It's patented. It's patented. It's it's patented, but the full twenty year. It's patented for the past nine months. The full twenty okay. year patent is effect this year. It's mm-hmm. in, okay. And now the the process for the the THC cigar is Same that. Process. It's the same process. So you're just using the same exactly. thing without baking off the, the THC from the CBD oil, I guess. Yeah, uh, I can't say much about it because uh, that THC cigar is federally legal in all 52 states. It's federally illegal? No, legal. Is it really? Yeah, that's why that's why that patent is worth so much money. Wow. Yeah. I can, I can that, legally ship you. That cigar has uh, THC in it. Okay. How it's I guess made. you you don't. Oh, really? Because of the way that it's made, you're able to ship it. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit more science behind it, but I, unless you sit down with lawyers and NDAs, I don't want to talk about that part. <laughs> <laughs> well, know. that's that's news to me. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not a lot of people. So, that I, I've been thinking, and the problem with that is, you know, I've I've talked to one shop, and I was gonna I actually call 
a bunch of shops about it. And even if the ones listen, listening who's tuned in right now about with shops. So that is probably going to be like a sister company to my cigar company because okay. depending of if shops want to bring it in, because if I have to, you know, I, of course I'll explain it, how it's legal to the shops, but the fact that, it, you know, I'm asking a shop to try a product that could terminate their license in their state, that might, right. that might, that might be a cigar. They'll never make it to a shop that could be sold through a warehouse, you know, direct online. You know, so I don't because want people to think okay. if, if I do that, I'm bringing all my cigars online, which I'm not. I mean, if I go that route, depending on what the shops say, I mean, that could be my only online available cigar. Direct well, I mean, what about the shops that are in states where it's legal, like Colorado, California? Like, I guess that potentially. So there, I mean, there's, still... no, there's more. So Colorado is weird because you can't have a cigar shop and sell anything with uh, CBD or TC in it because it's a different license. It has to be under a different roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that cigar alone would make them have to get another building and another license. And that license is a hundred thousand dollars. So, I mean, I don't know a cigar shop that would pay a hundred grand just to sell one cigar on the shelf. Nope. No. So, I mean, every state is a little different. Back on that. Huh? A little hard to make your margin back on that one. I don't think so. Oh, he's back. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, we had something that came, somebody that came in about the situation that happened with the ATF, so I actually had to talk to him for a little bit. I apologize about that. We uh, we were talking about the, the the patent for the Nugs process and then the Purple Band uh, that will have THC are, in it that's technically still, legal in 50 are, states. Are you still on the CBD? Yeah, well, we, we, well, we wanted to talk about... about this no, yeah, we, we, we came back. We talked about disc golf for a while. Then we came back to that. And I, mean, then, I, just want, I want to make sure people know that the CBD was not the cigar that got Risty in the business. He was making really, really good cigars. I mean, from the Red Knight to Toronto, he was making yeah, him cigars before he came out. I mean, the, there are some people who might be watching the show who don't yeah. know Risty and maybe no, no. for the first time. And, you know, the CBD cigar wasn't how he got in the cigar business. He was already in the business. Well, Risty started out selling. Was that? Well, I was going to say, people watching, I mean, uh, I got into 14 countries before my CBD cigar was out. Yeah, yeah I saw right, my cigar right. in 14 different countries. Yeah, I mean, the Red, the red so Knight is probably what what got you notoriety in the business, correct, yeah. Christy? That's what Adam said. It, it did, and but it really got me notoriety overseas, because that Red Knight profile really fits into the Cuban profile. Right. It's just a little bit more power. You know, uh, the Red Knight is like a phenomenal seller in... Uh, Germany and Malaysia right now. You know, uh, shopping Kuala Lumpur sells red nights all day because they're used to smoking, you know, that kind of profile. Right, right. You know, which is your that's that's your taste, right? I mean, you're you're a collector. You'll you'll buy cigars from I mean, aged cigars yeah, from years and years, and and it's all Cubans, right? Your collection. Yeah, uh, my collection is uh, it's it's dwindled down to what it used to be. Uh, what I have left now are, you know, are boxes that are worth, you know, four or five thousand dollars a piece. You know, those are those are stuff I'll give to my kids. You know, and my kids are three years old. In 15 years, if, you, if you're telling me I can sell one box of cigars and buy my kid a car, I'll go buy my kid a car with one box of cigars. You know, so <laughs> right, right. It's kind of like their mini investment. They have no clue they have, you know, they own yet. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, I mean. At one point, I, I would consider myself a vast collector to the point where I had people in the United States who were call me and ask me about my background and my humidor conditions and my, you know, are you the second owner? How long have you owned it? Because when you start dealing with people that are buying boxes, one box of cigars for like 10, 15, $20,000 a piece, and you got to ship them overseas, 
you know, they're going to have a guy come vet you. They're going to say, you know, again, who's this guy from Hebron, Indiana, and why the hell does he have? Like, I have a, uh, a Cohiba original Sigla release that no one collected because it was a very small, petite, like uh, at the time, a lady size. So I have a box that can finish a person's collection from 96 that, you know, people offer me a stupid amount of money on it for. But it just sits downstairs in my humidor. <laughs> You know, so, I mean, when you start dealing with people, you know, I know one guy that probably spends fuck, man, five, six million a year just on Cuban cigars. Collecting. Doesn't smoke them. Collecting. Just buying wow. everything you can. You know, it's a whole different ballgame. That's like the guys who collect cars they never drive. Yeah, exactly. Which I don't understand. Yeah, I mean. If you can't enjoy it, why have it? Just to look at it? That's like saying I have a hot wife that I never want to sleep with. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right? How does that make sense? You hit buying a Corvette, you don't press the pedal to the metal on that thing, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like, why? Why would yeah. you do that? I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, for me, like, I, I would buy two or three of the same boxes. I would smoke one box if I liked it. I'd keep both of them. If I hated it, I'd sell one and keep the other one to sell down the line. You know, so everything okay. I bought was in threes. Uh, but like when like the German, the Germany. Uh, 8988 release came out. I bought like 35 boxes of that. You know, I, w- I, I sold them all. I wish I still had them because instead of getting three times the price, I could have got like six times the price on them right now. Right. You know, stuff like that. But all that money goes to my kids. You know, most of it goes to my kids and their bank accounts. You know, it's, you know, my wife couldn't understand, like, why are you spending five or $10,000 a week buying cigars? And then she thought it would stop when I had my own cigar company. And so now I have my own cigar company. She's like, why are you still having cigars shipped to the house that aren't yours? You know, it's like, don't you have enough tobacco? You know, well, but it got of, to the point where, you know, it was uh, an expensive habit. So we have a question. collectible cigars. Oh, yeah, go ahead, oh, Paul. We have, we have a question from Allison, one of our uh, loyal listeners. She's asking, how, how big is your humidor in the house, Risty? Uh, my humidor is nine feet tall, seven feet wide, and nine feet long. Wow. <laughs> It's all, it's all, the whole, every, every wall is Spanish cedar, is double insulated. It's got its own ecosystem. It's all digitally ran humidity, temperature, and it's an onyx tile floor too. Raised. Do you have an app for that? Huh? Is there an app that tells you where everything is? No, I have a, I actually have like a cut sheet. God forbid something ever happened to me. My wife knows who to call and what the price to sell this stuff for. <laughs> I think, wow. wow, smart man. There's a, see, there's, you know, it's funny because I have, I have stuff like that for my wife, and it's funny because that's how you start thinking. You have, you, know? you have to do it. Yeah. I even you – know, I got 2.6 million miles. I, I actually called American Airlines to find out, God forbid, I get Hell COVID yeah. and drop. What happens to my 2.6 million miles? It actually goes to my wife. Yeah, oh, I didn't my know American that. Express cards are tied, my American Express cards are tied to my kids. They're miles, you know. Yeah. You got to do stuff like that. I mean, I learned that yeah. from a guy in uh, Australia who's a world-known collector – and, you know, I got a picture from him at three in the morning. He's like, mate, I'm selling everything. And when, when he said he's selling everything, he got like almost a million dollars for his collection. And that was on a cheap, you know. And now he told me, he's like, this is my retirement. Well, we got to take a break from one of our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to talk about another collectible cigar that we are in possession of that uh, you could let our listeners know about right after this. Keep it lit. Hey everyone, Susan Giorgio here. Hi, this is Rich coming at you from South Florida. Hi, 
I'm Tom Stroud. Hey, it's Stephen Martin coming to you from Seattle, Washington. Hey, everybody. I'm Jennifer True. Hey, everyone. This is Alex Ryan. I'm a poker player, a dominoes player, a world traveler. I like to go sailing, hit the golf course, and drink some wine. I am a mother. I am a content creator. I'm also a husband, a father, and someone who really enjoys great cigars. Enjoying a Monte Cristo. In fact, the 50th anniversary Monte Cristo, special limited edition. My favorite cigar, Monte Cristo Epic. Please take this opportunity to smoke one of our amazing Monte Cristo cigars. The Monte by Monte being my personal favorite. I am Monte Cristo. I am Monte Cristo. I am Monte Cristo. We, we are, are Monte, Monte Cristo. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. And welcome back to KMA Talk Radio, broadcasting live here on the Facebook. I am Adam K., the Brewmeister. With me, of course, the man, the myth, Mr. Honest Abe. Hello, hello, hello. I'm back. Yes, and live from his mother-in-law's basement, it's Paul DeGracco. <laughs> I can't so smoke down here. whose casting couch is it? Hmm? <laughs> this, is, this is my mother-in-law's casting couch. That's Check awesome. out this <laughs> thing. There's a uh, Mickey you, Mouse pillow I'm there. Sure you didn't, are you sure Paul, you didn't, be honest. With all your years on Broadway. Be honest, Paul, with all your years on Broadway. Does that couch bring back some traumatic memories for First you? First of all, I was, only, I was technically never on Broadway. I was, I was in off-Broadway productions. Even um, worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have had issues. I mean, do we have time for a quick story? Look, he's memory. stuttering. Look, I, mm. I might bring he's back a story memory. He didn't get the job after the casting couch. <laughs> Wait, so I had this did, casting did someone director. you to drop your pants and cough during a, you know, a audition? Not during an audition, but one time I went to an audition in Manhattan and the guy's like, we, we want to work with you, but not on this project. He goes, he goes, I think you have more hosting ability and we're working on two pilots. He's like, but they're they're not funded yet. They're, you know, they're a long ways down the road. But I want to talk to you and pick your brain a little bit about it. So I'll, I'll call you uh, later this week and we'll set up a date to meet. He said, I got like 16 other auditions today. I was like, all right. I mean, listen, in, in the game that I was in, that was, that was a win. You know, because your job as an actor, as much as a lot of these people don't think. The thing about professional actors... Right. And the, the thing about professional actors, especially this these days, is they get a job for eight weeks somewhere. You know you're going to have a job for eight weeks. During that eight weeks, you need to audition to find another job to fill. They don't do that. A lot of these guys that are that are like professional and I'm going to catch shit from everybody. But what drives me nuts about a lot of these professional guys that do regional theaters around the country and they're in the union. What they do is they get eight week They get eight weeks to work as soon as. As their eight-week commitment is up, now they knew they were ending that eight-week commitment. They file for unemployment. Then they get eight weeks of unemployment. So then, during the unemployment, they start to look for other work. It's it's a it's a terrible game. They utilize the system. They shouldn't be able to blah blah blah. The union should stop them from doing that, but they don't. So anyway, so my job, you know, I had a secured job at the time, and I was always looking. So this guy calls me later in the week. And he said, you live on Long Island, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm on Long Island. I'm in Babylon. He goes, I'm up in, uh, I think he was at Sands Point. Very, very wealthy area. He's like, why don't you take a ride out here, come for a swim, and, and we'll talk. And I was like, what? There you go. He goes, I got an infinity pool looking over, looking over the, the sound. Like, come up here. We'll spend the day at the pool, and we'll just, we'll just chit-chat. 
And I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, call, I'll call you this weekend. We'll set up a date. He calls don't me lie. back and he's... Don't no, lie. I, I didn't know. Of you. No, I, I sh- probably <laughs> should have gone. <laughs> I was of you looking over the pool. <laughs> I, I ended up not going, obviously, but uh, it, he, he was pushing hard, man. He's like, come on, you gotta, you, I got a suit for you. Go. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, did he offer his own trunks? Like, hey, I got, I got my own suit for you. Yeah, just probably. Just take him off his body. <laughs> Ew. So yeah, that. Oh, that what happened. did you say to the guy? Thanks, but no thanks. I I said I'm busy this weekend. I never talked to him again. He he gave up though, because so obviously he was looking for something. Because I mean I was a, I was a, a fit man back in that day. He he was looking for something because he never <laughs> called me back to reschedule. Yes, he saw his opportunity. Definitely a, a size, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. anyway, so uh, back to the cigar world. Uh, yeah. A, well, we want to talk yeah, about the, the cigars that are yeah. on Abe's desk right now, right? Abe? Yeah, before the break, we mentioned this. and You know, I never heard of this until, I don't know, what was it, about a month ago you were telling me about them? But tell our listeners, what what is this? So that's uh, the Ghoulie. The Ghoulie, it's, 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 when it comes out, it's going to be called the Ghoulie Collection, which will actually be 12 sizes and three different blends. When it comes out, will it actually say limited as fuck as you got on the... Yes, because, I mean, cert, certain sizes, there will probably be only... Be, Ten to hundred bundles available in the whole U.S. Who's the girl in the in the thing? Is that yes? Stock that board? was my question. Uh, that's just some chick I downloaded off Adobe license. Okay, so uh, was it, not, I said uh, it's. I'm not trying to get sued for using someone's like image. You know what I'm saying? Well, I said it's either somebody he knows or it's a stock image. But I was, yeah, I was yeah, banking on it being somebody you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't need someone. I don't need you know permission from someone to use it and sue me down the line or something. So <laughs> I have an Adobe file. To use it up. So what's the story behind these here? So that cigar uh, developed in 2017 when I was actually looking for tobacco for my Platinum uh, Sons of Solomon I released at Safari. And we were just going from farm to farm from uh, Istali all the way up to Jalapa and back. And uh, we were just trying different tobaccos. And tobacco using that comes, uh, comes out of Samota, which is only one farm out there. So it's just what's available is available. And at that time, there wasn't that much available. So it's using tobacco from Istali, Kondega, Samoto, and all the way up to Jalapa and back. It's a very medium body, you know, ton of flavor. Everyday cigar you can smoke every day. It's uh, my version of a, the, you know, the unbanded box, you know, store cigar. It's a great stick. Uh, it comes, it, it, it comes in twelve sizes, but not all twelve sizes will be available all the time. Uh, and it, it'll come in 12 sizes, three different blends, uh, Ecuador and Habano, uh, Mexican San Andreas wrapper, and also a Connecticut shade version. But, like, the limited as fuck part is they're, they're not going to be available to everyone, and all the sizes won't be available all the time. You know, the heart, the most limited would be, like, the Connecticut and in certain sizes the Maduro. Uh, one of the sizes, you know, I try to stay to, like, the old classic Cuban sizes. So one of the sizes is going to be, like, a 5.5 by 34 you know, seven and a half by 38, a uh, bunch of random old school sizes, you know, but there's also going to be a six by 60 too, you know, so more of the thinner ring gauge stuff will be really limited. And when I say limited, I'm talking maybe five or 600 cigars per bundle you know, or per size available near. So certain shops will get it. Like you'll get it. Uh, my local shop will get it. And then maybe two other shops in the U S will sell those. That's it. I mean, 
five total retailers will probably have that in the United States. Well, we we have a small stash of them now, but like I said, this just yeah. You, so those the one the ones that sent yesterday, you, I only had a chance to try one. It literally came in yesterday, yeah. and um, you know, I wanted to those, ask. Those are them. those are from my walk-in. I those those I got in January. Just been sitting in my house, you know, after it's been rolled. It's just something I don't talk about a lot. And you know, I, I what I was saying it'd be cool. It, let's just you know kind of start the the release on your show and then build the momentum for other sizes as we go. But you know, these so are those are available. These are extremely reasonably priced. I mean, is this could. Oh be, yeah. I mean, this is. I mean, what? That's a, that, that's a five dollar stick. Or, yeah, it's a five dollar stick. Something. Yeah. Yeah. The most expensive one would be probably six bucks on the shelf. That's it. Wow. Twenty twenty count for you know one hundred twenty dollars twenty count delicious cigar. It's hard to beat, you know. Where did the name Goalie come from? Well, Goalie, goalie in Macedonia means nude, naked. Ah. So the only thing, I mean, it's just a, a sticker on it. I try to keep it, you know, no bands, no nothing, focus mm-hmm. more of the money. I like it. that. That's going to be our new sex code word with my wife, Goalie Goalie. Goalie? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I, I, well, it's funny because we went to Amsterdam. How do you say, no, I have a headache in Macedonian? Yeah. <laughs> 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 When we went to Amsterdam, there was all these commercials for, um, you know, one nine hundred sex lines and all this stuff. And 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 this one commercial always came on that the number was six nine six nine, the last four digit. So that became like our code for the longest time. Say same, say same, which is right six nine six nine. So that was like my wife's and I code for the longest time. Like when we went, you know, hey, you want to go hit it in front of you? The same, the same, yeah. I need a Now it's going to be goalie, goalie. Goalie, goalie. I think I only sent you like 45 bundles between three sizes. So there's not that many, you know, out at all, you know. When are those available, uh, Abe? They're available now. They're up at uh, smoking.com forward slash goalie right now. But I think, I mean, he said it was only 50 bundles. That's all we got. So when they're gone, yeah. they're gone. They're various sizes. And like I said, I haven't even tried one yet. So this is my bundle on my desk. I'm going to give it a shot. But oh, nice. yeah, there are 50 bundles that are available for sale right now. So uh, I'll be interested. I'll post what I think of it when I, when I get a chance. Yeah, please do. Uh, I'll send you the full. It's going to be so like the day, idea of that is, you know, how like stores have, you know, that four cab uh, wood box with the house stick in it. So I'm working on actually getting that uh, naked chick, uh, a giant wood cutout. And on her body would be different sizes, you know, cabs. So, you know, more eye aesthetic for the shop. You know, you'll have the customer saying, you know, why is a naked chick got a bunch of cigars? I got to go check them out, you know. So, I mean, you know, sex sells in this industry. And people are accusing me. Yeah. Right now people are accusing me, like, because I'm posting nug pictures, you know, tits on my page. And, you know, oh, you can't sell that cigar unless you're, you know, giving out free shirts and shit like that. So it's just whatever. By the way, just so you know, that's like my one of my wife's still favorite shirts. Yeah, and plus it's one of my favorite shirts because I think <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's, it's, it's got to be awesome. a lot of guys' favorite shirts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I've actually sent shirts around the world. So I mean, uh, there'll be a lot of like uh, uh, nugs, ladies from like Malaysia coming out soon, Sweden coming out soon. So I can't wait. And what it, I can't wait. The crazy thing is, believe it or not, like so, like I told my wife, I'm like, hey, I think I might do like a cigar calendar. But just with nugs, but just have tits and every <laughs> month, right? And my wife's like, I think that's cool as hell. And I was like, I think I'm going to do it just with, like, whoever wants to do it. You would not believe how many women and guys, like, petition their wives or, like, send me pictures. And they're like, yo, my wife's got a huge fucking rack. Send me that shirt. I think she'll be great for the whole thing. 
or you, there'll, be, there'll be ladies that don't smoke. He's like, I would love to show my rack off, but keep my face out of it and don't say my name. <laughs> so I, I legit wake up to emails sometimes, like, you know, with the uh, casting couch emails, I would say. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, well, oh, it's a good racket. Casting couch once again. <laughs> so moving away from cigars briefly, you posted that during the quarantine, you were working on a project, Risty. Um, was it a hundred percent hemp cigarettes? Is that yeah? Is that those what are it was? right now. Yeah, yeah so it's, tell it's us about those. Hemp. It's a flower grade CBD hemp because if you use like the there's a, in the industry there's a term called biomass, which is like yeah, consider biomass the same as like short filler cigars, the leftovers. And a lot of people use the leftovers and make a cigarette. And it just doesn't taste good. But we, we, it's not developed. It's just what we do in the process. Uh, we infuse it with terpene profiles of famous marijuana strains. So it kind of smells like you're smoking marijuana and it tastes like you're smoking marijuana. But there's zero nicotine and zero THC in that cigarette. So wait, what is it that you put in it? What strains it's a ter- of marijuana? It's a ter- uh, so we use terpene profiles from like uh, purple, purple haze. Uh, uh, there's a bunch that'll be coming out soon, but it's like famous marijuana strains like Purple Haze, Northern Lights. But G13. what part of the strain do you actually use? Uh, the terpene. Uh, a terpene is. Yeah, explain uh, what terpene is because I don't yeah. know, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners yeah. don't so know. So it's what they uh, make terp- CBD terp- with, right? No. Uh, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> the CBD is like a, a chemical compound of the uh, plant, but the terpene is actually in everything. Terpene is in your grass, terpene is the flavonoid of that organic compound so you so cool thing so i'll tell you a really cool story about cigars and terpene uh cigar sense you know franca who does cigar sense mm-hmm. so my first ipcpr show she came to my booth and she took an original red knight robusto and gave it to her friend who's a, a chemist and pulled the flavor terpenes out of my cigar put it in a uh, oil where i can burn that oil in an oil burner and now my house, when I burn that, smells like a, a Red Knight Robusto. Huh. So it's the flavor. So we pulled the terpenes out of, like, you know, marijuana strands. So, like, you know, it gives that a, a flavor peel that you're smoking. Because CBD by itself, CBD flower, no offense to anyone that's selling it, tastes like pure shit. It's garbage. It's just like smoking, like, stale grass or some shit like that. It's But the cigarette point, that cigarette is very palette-wise enjoyable. And it, there's not that many cigarettes that like that in the market. So, so, I, understand, so I understand there's no there's no THC. You won't feel the drug. There's no nicotine. There's just CBD in it. It's hemp with CBD. That's it. That's it. I, I smoke them all day. You know, it's just a quick, you know, four or five milligram shot of CBD. Or of CBD. You know, that's a great, like, uh, going to work cigarette or, like, uh, your boss just pissed you off and you need to walk outside for about five minutes smoke a cigarette. Uh, I should order a case of them and hand them out to my staff all day. What are they called? Uh, it's called Sativa Blaze, but Sativa is spelled different because of, like, trademark reasons because a lot of people are, you know. So it's called Sativa Blaze. They're sold right now just online, but I'm opening up a, a wholesale portal on that online store. Uh in which I've had a lot of uh, feedback where I've sent them to shops who requested it, like more C stores and gas stations and stuff like that, head shops. Uh, it's just another uh, product I, you know, thought of and decided to pursue for a little bit. You know, it's if it takes off, it takes off. If it doesn't, you know, it doesn't. But I, I got this whole pandemic thing, like staying at home for like two months, 
you know, like, I think I opened like three more places because I was bored. I couldn't travel. Like, I have to do something. You know, it's like right. I have, my mind has to stay active. You're, you're yeah. pretty you're pretty resourceful and, and stay, you know, active doing a lot of things. Do, do you feel that any one area of your business gets a little bit of the stepchild syndrome and gets, gets neglected a little bit? There's only yeah, so much we can, we can only be spread around, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, some, at one point, my, the cigar side of things kind of like scaled back a second because the CBD side of things were exploding. And now the CBD kind of thing is just like on auto control and I'm focusing more back on cigars, you know, like the whole fuck the FDA cigar that I released. I can't make enough of those things right now. It's just like at first I'm only bringing in 5,000 cigars a month and I'm going to scale that to 10,000 cigars a month because I sell that many you know, cigars are just that one skew. I didn't think, I didn't think shops would really like want to pick it up because the whole naming thing. And I really don't see that cigar being reviewed by a lot of people, but I'll tell you this, it is a, <laughs> it is a great cigar. Like, uh, some people are saying it's the best cigar ever released that, you know, I'll put a band on it. The band sounds gimmicky. Fuck the FDA, but not going to give you a gimmicky flavored, you know, uh, you know, mediocre blend, you know, the, the yeah, other new is. cigar, the other new cigar is the, and I don't know if I'm saying it right, the Crowlet or Crowlet? No, he had that when he was on our show last time. Yeah. Oh, we uh, did? So the oh, okay. first, release, first release of that cigar was two years ago. The second release of that cigar will be a 7 by 44 which will come out in December. Though this whole, like, you know, I had to shut the factory down for two two months, you know. It was supposed to be for 30 days, but, you know, me and my partner were yelling, like, you know, it's just... Let's do two months, and just yesterday, they just restricted all travel again to Nicaragua. You know, I got an email oh, from geez. Embassy in the U.S. Uh, so that kind of pushed everything back. You know, today like would be like the release of the new nug sizes, which I put completely on hold because that that cigar relies on another uh, lab, and when that lab is shut down for three months, right, then, you know, that that affects that cigar. So. I thought I had enough nugs to last me for three months, which I don't. So it's uh, so that cigar will be coming back out. The new nugs will be at, like December. Uh, the, the goalie collection was supposed to release at IPCPR this year, but that got pushed back. Uh, the crawlet size got pushed back. So I, I focused more on the fuck the FDA cigar that was, you know, that going very well right now. Uh, and then I've been focusing everything on the marijuana version of that cigar. And uh, I know Abe wasn't on when I said this, but that THC version of that cigar is actually legal in all 52 states. And it's based on because of the patent I have on it and the process we do. Uh, but the problem with that cigar is like, if I go to Abe, you know, Hey, would you take a chance to sell this cigar that might shut down your business because your local authorities don't know the law. So would you, you know, uh, 99.9% of all shops are going to say no. Fuck that. Yeah, you're absolutely right because I've already experienced how the local law doesn't know the law. Yeah, exactly. We're getting shut down every other week because Today. of how <laughs> yeah, yeah, of how people are interpreting interpreting stuff written in, 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 in Tallahassee. And by the time it gets down here, everybody's got a different view of how to interpret it. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's extremely pro- – and it's really funny too because – the divisions don't care about each other. I actually told the ABT guy because I'm concerned about my liquor license, right? Don't want to lose it. That's mm-hmm. an asset. You own it. We pay a lot of money, you know, over hundred yeah. some thousands of dollars for it. And um, I said, look, if I tell this local zoning Palm Beach County to go f himself and stay open, 
I mean, I don't care. Listen, if I go to jail, I was already ready. I had a campaign going, you know, get Abe out of jail sale. I was going to promote it and, you know, whatever. I didn't care. I would get arrested. They want to find me. But if I tell him to go F himself, do I have a chance of losing my liquor license? And the uh, ABT people said, no. As far as we're concerned, you're doing everything all right. We don't care if your lounge is open. We don't have an issue with you. So I'm like, really? And then he goes, but... (laughs) The county doesn't have authority over your business license. And unfortunately, guess what your liquor license is tied to? Depends on it, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we're screwed. We're screwed. No matter what. Hey, I got to ask you. I can't can't keep up with the chat because it's the Ronnie Haysha, Ray Malbit show. (laughs) Yes. Um, Oh, Jesus. Yeah. It's funny. funny. My my business partner in Nicaragua just said, hey, the guy next to your face on the screen, which is Paul, looks like a little turtle. (laughs) <laughs> like a little turtle he just sent me that Nicaragua but what is uh, what is Zlatno uh, Zlatno oh fuck so Zlatno is uh, full body strength Connecticut I released with my previous factory which I will release that cigar again the only place you can buy that cigar right now is at Sasha's place in uh, downtown Amsterdam uh, he brought in a big bundle before I had a falling out with my previous uh, partner. And at the time, you know, I was focused on other things. So that cigar will come back in queue. That is that cigar I named after my son. I found out I was blending the cigar when my wife told me, you know, hey, we're having a boy. Mm-hmm. So it was means in Macedonia, it means golden sun, like sun in the sky. But for me, that cigar means it's my go- my first son, my golden sun. Oh. So it means gold, golden sun in my book. It's full body. It's a full body strength Connecticut. It came out in two sizes, six by fifty-two and a five by fifty. And if you look back into like the portfolio, uh, it is the white and gold JSK box. And the only place to get that right now, anywhere in the world, is uh, Sasha uh, Cigar Agua. He, I haven't made it since uh, I haven't made it in over two years. So, oh wow! But that cigar was my two thousand eighteen uh, Ristafari Solomon. So that was the last time it was actually made, and I mean, it sold out in seconds. It's a really good cigar. It is. Uh, there's some brand owners that will tell you it's probably the best Connecticut they've smoked. I know yeah, for everybody's a fact talking that, about it, but on not. The chat. They, yeah. yeah, they won't tell. They won't tell you in public, you know, but they'll tell you in person. It's a, it's a really good cigar. Uh, all right, fantastic. Uh, anyway, now uh, our news correspondent is sitting in front of a fireplace. Mr. William Cooper, Cooper Loop, what's going on, buddy? Paul, you got to take him off mute, buddy. Uh, Coop, you have to unmute yourself since I muted oh. you when you came in. Coop? It's that, it's that little microphone. Button. It looks like Cooper. Well, why did you mute me? <laughs> oh, there, there, you go. Go. I, there we go. I muted okay. you because when you came on, you were making a little bit of noise because I know I called oh, okay. you a little bit earlier oh. than I said. Oh. So I just, hit you, I just hit mute, but you have to Wait. unmute yourself. It's oh, okay, no thing. problem. Coop, you can hear me now, right? Cool. cool. Yeah. Before you start, I just want to, hey, Paul, if I send you something, would you be able to put it up on the screen? Yeah. It's an image? All right. It's an image. I'll, I'll text it to you. Go ahead, okay. Coop. Continue. But don't don't put it up until I'm ready to cue it, okay? Okay. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Coop. I don't want to know what this is. Oh, good morning, everybody. You know, it's all, all good. All good. Sorry about that. Yeah. So what's up, Coop? Are Love you? the fireplace, buddy. How's it going? Good, you know, good. I like that background, man. <laughs> it's real. It's actually real. It's, it's not virtual. 
It's the palatial oh, no, Coop I, Estate. I, I, I see. I've seen your plastic couches. I know that's real. <laughs> <laughs> so you were talking about the Zlatno Sons. Uh, that's one of the strongest Connecticut's I ever had. I know I told Rich yeah. this. Um, like a lot of people say, they make a strong Connecticut. That Connecticut will knock you on your ass. Yeah. Really? Read the half full review of that cigar. It starts out, there's the best cigar I can smoke it every day, blah, 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 blah. And at the end, it's it's too strong. I can't I can't enjoy it. The strong is too powerful at the end. It, it, it could have it, it said it tasted like taco meat. <laughs> ah, that is true. He could have said that. that. That's true. But legitimately, I can, I, I can hope that cigar makes a comeback. It was a really good it cigar. Will. Yeah, yeah. I plan on I plan on doing that in uh, the four original sizes of the Red Knight. So awesome. I'll come back in the Lancero and also in the Lonsdale too. Nice, nice. So Coop, what's going on in the news this week? Um, kind of a slow week in the news, but uh, we could talk about a few releases that uh, have hit the uh, airwaves. Um, actually, let's talk about some news first out of TPE. Um. So TPE kind of made a public statement this week, uh, basically along the lines, they're, they're moving forward as far as having their trade show goes. They're looking into, obviously, safety protocols. They didn't expand on what those safety protocols are going to be as of yet. They are telling exhibitors and attendees that if they are forced to shut down the show, uh, people will get a full refund. That's and, awesome. And I'm also hearing they, they've hired a new contractor, which they're saying sure. is going to be able to pass some costs back to the exhibitors as well. Wow. Which is cool. As a, you know, as for me who attends, to get an email saying, hey, we're actually really trying to cut down your costs, which TP was already cheaper anyways. But if they're taking the time to actually make it more cheaper for you know brands to show up, I mean, it's no no-brainer. Yeah, they, they've been very transparent, which I think is good. Yeah. Like, even this email didn't have all the answers, but that's fine because I think they're being transparent, saying this is what yeah. we're doing, this is where we are in the process right now. Um, and I don't think there'll be surprises one way or another if anything happens. Plus, like you yeah. said, Risa, they are being, um, they are kind of working with you guys right now yeah. as far as some of these costs. I, I got the same email. And I think, uh, like you said, there's really not that many, but I think it gives you the opportunity to ask the questions you want based on, you know, like how much cheap, I mean, when they said they're gonna use Shepherd, uh, Shepherd's use at IPCPR, so it's like, I mean, it's a lot cheaper to go to TPE. You know what I'm saying? It's just, as money, money wise, from my standpoint, it's a lot cheaper. Call so not being a mention, but would you go to Vegas for TPE in January, Christine? Me? Yeah. I'll go to Vegas next week if there's something to do. That okay. There's nothing to do. I had a friend out there send me a picture of the strip at like Friday, Friday, eight o'clock at night, and it was dead. Maybe I'm, like five people in the whole strip. I'm not quite ready to fly yet. I mean, I don't know about next January, but I'm not quite ready to fly yet. And look, we're, we're kind of look. I'm watching that very closely because the TPE is the closest event to our event, the Great Smoke. But unfortunately, we kind of got to make our decision in the next thirty to sixty days. The reality of the situation, whether we're going to have a physical event or go to Plan B, and um, I, I, I just, you know, here, here's the question because I was talking about it with one of our one of our, our planning people. If we throw the event in February, right, will people come? I think people will come. I'll be there. I think people will come. My concern is going to be what happens. 
when the first person goes on social media, whether they got it by coming to the event, got it before the event. It doesn't matter. Says, They're still I'll, tied to the event. Yeah. Right. And then 20 other ones. I don't want to be the first guy to put my toes in the pool. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't want to be the experimental, you know, cigar function to see how this all plays out because I, I think it's problematic. And, and honestly, I don't want to create an environment that may cause more risk or more problems for anybody. So that's, that's our real concern going in. Could we, could we have it? I mean, as long as I still haven't gotten a contract from the fairgrounds, which alone says something, you know, it's typically signed in March. So right. we still haven't got it. Um, you know, could we, could we, um, if, if they allowed us to have a function there in February, you know, would people come? I believe people would come. I just don't know if that's in the best interest of everybody there. That's my concern. Well, another event that also falls into that, and I don't know if you've heard anything about this, Coop, and I know you were there last year, but what have you heard about Pro Cigar, which falls in the same timeline? Has there been anything about that? I, I haven't heard anything about that or the Nicaraguan Festival yet. I, I imagine we're going to hear something by October on either one of them. Right. And, uh, you know, people in the Dominican are already telling me it's questionable whether they think they, they don't know whether it's going to happen or not. Um, I'm, I'm skeptical as well. They're probably going to have to make a call on that by, uh, by October 1st. I'm thinking on that if they well, do it. Not I mean, he, we, got, we got the Habanos festival. that happens in January and who knows if that even happens. Yeah. Oh, happen. There's actually a part of this festival in, in November too. And I haven't there's, heard there's way that. too much money going to that place for not to happen. <laughs> You know, the problem, the problem is that, you know, look, we, when we opened up back in May, we didn't think that pretty much in August we'd be almost closing up again. Right. Right. So, you know, how do you make that call? Because events of our magnitude, three figure events, it's, it's months of work and planning and structuring before the event. So you have to make a decision on an uncertainty of where things are going to be five, six months down the road. So, you know, it's. You know, most people are just going to, you know, side on this, you know, side on the side, you know, err on the side of caution. Mm -hmm. So it's a tough call. It's a tough call. You know, the big the big event coming up that I haven't heard yet, if it's canceled, is Cigar Fest. That's the Scars International one. That's scheduled for October. And that's a I mean, that's a massive event. So, you know, that's going to be if I I don't know if that's going to happen one way or another, but they haven't canceled it as of yet. I think I heard this is totally rumor. We don't do that, man. Coop's online. Teaser no, Coop doesn't do it. I definitely do it. <laughs> um, I, I think I heard the it. The last was. time this happened, I got into trouble. <laughs> no, I, heard, I, I think I heard it was. I think I heard that uh, the, 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 um, from a couple companies that it was because they, they were offering to send back the cigars that were already sent there, unless they're talking about it. Because that was originally supposed to be in what? May. 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 So unless they're talking about the May and then they rescheduled. You're talking about the rescheduling of the event from May to October, right, yeah? Right, May to October, the October one. I haven't seen the official notice that it's canceled Yeah, yet. and then it could have been the May. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, you get, <laughs> Abe, they're asking... Uh, Wes is asking if it's a if it's a virtual um, great smoke this year, could you sell the big delicious Bloody Mary premix? Listen, listen. All I have to say is we had a three hour strategic meeting um, with some big people, and if it does go that route, I promise you it'll be something that this industry's never ever 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 seen before. So 
Nice. We got a lot of, and a lot of, let me put it this way. Um, one of the guys we're talking about was involved in the production of the Golden Globes. So, yeah, we got, we, we're working on something big if we have, to, if we have to go down that route. Because look, I'm all about the experience, right? I'm not here just to sell cigars and, and, you know, I don't like to think of myself as a salesman or a vendor. Right. So it's all about the experience. And if we're going to, if we're going to go down that road, it's got to be in a style and a fashion that, that people will be talking about for the next 10 years. So that that's our plans, but there'll be cool. I, stuff. Had, a, I had a blast at your event. I mean, even the people that came with me, you know, they had an awesome time. It, it, listen to me. And that's, that's something you want the, the tactile yeah. experience. Right. And we never want to get away with that. But if that, for whatever reasons of the state of the world, I mean, listen, who knows? I mean, after November 4th, it could be all sunshine and rainbows, you know? But, yeah. you know, I mean. Let's hope. I, I, mean, was supposed you know, be, I was supposed to be in Sweden today for my release of my cigar we released yesterday. And, you know, I hated canceling that trip, but, you know, it's, it is what it is. Oddly enough, we had more. I, I, I banked in a lot of my 2.6 million miles. We had more trips planned this year than probably my wife and I have traveled in the last five years put together. And it just happened to be the year we we can't fly anywhere, so it just it is what it is. So, uh, Coop, what else is going on this week? Um, Epic Cigars, Dean Parsons' company, uh, made an announcement this week. Uh, they're doing their ten-year anniversary cigar. Um, Dean's been kind of quiet for the past uh, year or so, but uh, actually now Epic uh, he was bought out by Xander Gregg, uh, which is a large distribution company. And uh, but Dean's uh, kind of uh, still running the Epic brand, and now he's also working with Xander Greg. But he's doing uh, a cigar for his 10th anniversary, the brand called the Epic 10, um, and that's going to be a limited edition cigar, and it's going to be his first cigar out of Nicaragua. He's been working in the Dominican Republic exclusively. Now he's working in, out of Nicaragua, AJ Fernandez, um, and it's going to be a Cameroon wrap cigar over Nicaraguan uh, binder and filler in a six by 54. Box press size, uh, a limited edition, thousand boxes. Yeah, we and haven't heard from him in quite a while. I was with him in uh, Europe in September. He's a nice guy. Oh, he's, he's a very nice guy. guy. Yeah, very nice yeah. guy. Yeah, and he does. He make good that hat. What was that? And is Dean the one who gave you that hat? No, that's a developing palette. That's hat. a developing palette hat. Adam so, so does not have a clue. <laughs> Adam thought it was a he Dean Parsons, was a hat? Parsons hat. That's hilarious. That, that actually was good. I have to tell Aaron that one. <laughs> I thought it was his porno. Uh, is that the, the Detroit Panthers baseball team hat? DP. <laughs> uh, or, uh, you know, DP. You can use your imagination <laughs> with that. That's what we just here for the jokes. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that Coop, was a joke. Well, I want to talk about Coop's virtual trade show. Um, yeah. Coop had this. I mean, I didn't catch it. I apologize. Um, but um, he had this virtual trade show going on. Tell us about how that went. Um. So Aaron and I, for the past couple of years, prior to IPCPR, we would do this show. It was called. We call it the Big Board, and it's the Big Board of all the releases that were coming out from companies. And we basically would read through them and, and talk through those releases, and we did that for two years. Last year, when we kind of st- were, were one of the first podcasts to go to Zoom, we realized we had the technology to bring people in and out uh, of the podcast. And what we looked at is, well, what if we took that concept and had, instead of us reading through that list, we bring on a lot of the manufacturers to talk about their releases. So this year, we were planning on doing that prior to IPCBR. Um, there weren't enough releases announced in June, so we kind of put that off and said, let's just do it 
in July, and we, we branded it Virtual Trade Show. And it's really, like I said, we, 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 we had 24 people, and it was a lot of people. Um, and they basically came on, and they, they were able to pitch their product for um, a short amount of time. And they had an exclusive window to do that, and they could talk about their summer releases. Um, we brought one person in at a time. Uh, it, I thought it went well. I think we've learned some things coming out of it. I think next year we probably split it into two shows uh, so we can give people a little more time and we don't keep people waiting as much. But I think the concept worked for what we were looking for. What we were looking to accomplish, we, we accomplished our goal. So it was basically the whole show split between Steve Sock and Skip Martin? Uh, <laughs> oh, Skip wasn't on. Oh, okay. Well, that's why. It was hard to get everyone to commit. We actually scheduled this in a much shorter window than we planned as well. Uh, yeah, be on, I couldn't make it. I yeah, uh, and that's okay. We, yeah, we'll, we get yeah another time certainly on the show, and we, we understood everyone couldn't make it. Um, and but Steve actually kept to his time limit. It was actually the protocol guys that went over their time limit because they they announced a lot of stuff on it on the show. What a so surprise! What what cigar what cigar caught your interest the most? CLE twenty five anniversary by Christian. Christian. I didn't know he had something coming out for that, and you know I've been very high on a lot of the stuff he's been doing. Chris in a row, that is. I, I yeah. yeah. All right. Well, the 20th I, I thought you were going to say the green opinion. It's a solid stick. All right, so which, I don't know if you, you, you want to say, but I'm going to ask anyway. What uh, what new release you just didn't get? What new release? That's a good one. You know, you said, okay, that, that doesn't even sound interesting. It's not that I'm, yeah, I'm thinking on that one. That one I didn't. Um, okay. Well, if nothing if nothing comes to your mind right away, then obviously nothing made that little of an impact on you. Yeah, I mean we had we had a, a, a bunch of stuff we had the intel on anyway. Right. So it wasn't a total a total surprise on that. Um. Yeah, there was like I said, there was no you know when you when when someone's telling you something, you, you got to smoke it obviously to to be. Uh, to judge it, you know, the, the Agent Fernandez guys came on. They talked about a double Corona they're doing, which I was actually excited about on the New World because they don't do a lot of that size. That's good. All right, good stuff. Yep. Anything else going on, Coop? You want to talk about? Um, I think I think like I said, it was a pretty slow week on the news, except for the stuff on the virtual trade show. Certainly, uh, I mentioned that AJ Fernandez announcement that they made. Protocol made a bunch of announcements too. Uh, they're doing a protocol green called Cybersecurity. Um, they're doing a new installment to their um, Sir Robert Peel uh, series. This is going to be an Elliot Ness cigar. Um, it's going to oh, be in a, a broadleaf and a natural. So they've got some good stuff coming out as well this year. I, I, I was with Juan and these guys in Colorado last year, and I told them we should do Protocol Green, but let's make a Protocol CBD cigar. Like you're the cop and I'm, I'm the bad guy putting the CBD in the, in the Protocol Green. You know? <laughs> it, it didn't pan out well, but I mean. I, I, I said I was trying to get them to do protocol green, but like a, a T-Man cigar, Treasury Man cigar. That was kind of what, I, what my angle was with that. Um, but one of the partners is, is an Internet cybersecurity. So that's, that's kind of you know, his team on that. Can I, can I ask a question that maybe we can't talk about, about protocol? Are you going to be upset? <laughs> who are you asking? So now, I don't know who you're obviously, asking. Obviously, Kevin was a silent partner from the beginning, and now he's more in the forefront. And it's it's Kevin and Juan that are that are in the forefront. 
Where, where is Bill Ives in all of this? Do you, is there any intel on that, Coop? Is he out? I think he's, um, I think he's, he's out. out. He was bought out. Yeah, he's out. He's out of the company. He's out of the company. I, I don't have all the backstory on that, but, uh, yeah, Kevin slowly bought his way into the company, and, and from what I understand, Kevin's the majority owner of the company. Even though Juan's the... Cash is king. I mean, oh, look. Yeah. I mean, look. I mean, I look. I was telling somebody in my office the other day. True story. Local guy. You know, um, he's actually in private security. I've used him. And um, uh, private investigation, excuse me. And um, he's making a cigar brand. And he was telling me about it and all this stuff. I literally opened my drawer and I said, wait a second. Hang on. And, you know, and I started going through my drawer. And he says to me, he goes, what are you looking for? He goes, I think I got a hammer here. I just was going to hand it to you so you can start banging your cock right now. <laughs> it's exactly the conversation I had with him. I said, you might as well just take the hammer, start whacking yourself in the nuts. Because that's what you, that's the ride. That's the ride. I mean, you can ask it is, guys. It is like, a ride, man. You can ask guys like Risty and Eric Espinosa and whatever. And even guys like Pete Johnson, man. That's that's the beginning of this ride. Yep. Right? And it's a cash cow. They don't realize because your own growth is the suffocating force early on. If you're successful, that's when you're going to go through the most pain early on, as Risty will tell you. Because yeah. the amount of cash it takes to fuel that success. You start getting money back. The amount of cash you got to put up. You know, when yeah. I tell people yeah. then, they're like, what are, you, what are you talking about? I was like, I can't make a cigar today and sell it tomorrow. Right. right. I can't if I if I don't want to have a company long, longevity. I have right. to make something today and sell it six months down the line. You know what success means early on? More, more money. It's costing you more money. You're not making more money early on. So I literally said, I'm looking for a hammer because you might as well just start banging yourself now. And, and, you know, that's, that's the struggle of these guys. And you, you know, there's that threshold that you hope to eventually break where the cycle starts to flow and the loop closes and the, the, yeah. the cash flow and the revenue now start matching the output of the cash. The, for the gap production. closes up. Yeah. yeah. That, and that's the point you try to reach. So, you know, you know, I'm sure Bill, I, I don't think it was anything like um, personal, you know, I'm sure Bill's balls just kept, got beat up too much. He had enough of that ride. You know, Juan's out in boats and drinking, having a great time. So, you know, <laughs> you know, he, he, Juan's pr pretty much numb to the pain, you know. So, yeah. I mean, I love Juan. You know that. But, you know, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't I, I, I could I could totally fathom why he had enough. You know, it's it's a tough ride. You look at these a lot of companies and, and I know Rich is probably close to this mark, but I, and it, but he's doing very well. But that five year mark is when I see a lot of companies break, make a break. Um, there's a lot of companies I've seen hit the five year and then that's it. They they disappear. Um, it, it happens when like if you have that drive, that momentum. Yeah. You have you have to keep that momentum going because sure. the second that momentum dips, it's like a ten x dip. Like it just dips. Yeah. Like, it's very yeah. hard to get back. I mean, you got you know people say yeah I'm riding the wave. You got to ride that wave from day one. Yeah. The second you, you, you know exactly. if it dips you're done. And if it dips when you just invested a shit ton more money to stay afloat. And you hit that dip, I mean, you're out. You know, it's going to hurt. Right, right. I mean, it's literally one of the very few businesses that I know of that when you're starting out, if you're successful, it costs you more money. <laughs> you're not profitable. I mean, it's just brutal. It's like a restaurant. It's a tough model. No. Why is it like a restaurant? If you open up a restaurant, if you open up a restaurant from day one and you're gangbusters, you're in the, you're, you're, you're in the black. 
Why are you going the red? Because there's uh, yeah. there's different exponential factors when you're in the cigar business. Success doesn't when you're in a restaurant, your success covers all your costs. But success doesn't because you need future costs. So it increases your future costs that haven't happened yet. It's, right. it's a completely different model, man. It's hard. It, it, you can lose. I'm friends with one brand who had this happen to him very early, which you know hurt the company real bad. Imagine your very second or third shipment gets all cut in half by the you know customs. What do you do then? You just lost the product. You just invested all this money in. And now the government says, well, you know, we cut them in half because we cut them in half. Go fuck yourself. Bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, there, and there's not another batch ready to be no. sent to you. Yeah. You know, you, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's problematic. It's tough. I was just saying, like, like John Carney's uh, saying, reiterating, it takes years for a restaurant to become successful because of that huge initial investment. Okay, that's a payback on investment. On one investment. It could be profitable and it could, it could sustain its existence based on right. sales. So if you have a restaurant do that. one and you're doing two, three million a year in your first year, you made money that year yeah. to cover all your costs and then some to go toward the paying back of the initial right. investment. doesn't work that way in the cigar business. Oh. Okay? Stick to your grill, John Carney. He's <laughs> 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 He's back from the from the the woods of Maine, I hear. Back at back in our our area, so he's, yeah, he posted uh, an office picture yesterday. I think I follow them a lot. I mean, I love smoking meat too, so I love I love watching what other people do. You know? Dude, I gotta come to one of your cookouts. Dude, I'm going to one right after this. You I'm see telling the you, every you time you post pictures of what you're smoking, you're coming. Like, God damn, I gotta get out there. We we got a 150 pound pig going on right now, and uh, oh. seven briskets, seven briskets, and two pastrami briskets. Uh, Probably 400 pounds of chicken wings. That's where I'm going after this. You know, How are you not 400 pounds is the real question. Dis- dis- it's all that CBD. It's all the dis- <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I used to weigh like uh, 360 pounds was the biggest I weighed, but I had a heart attack at 360. And so I'm like at 255. Really? Yeah, I, I Wait, had a whoa, 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 whoa. seven years old. Easy. I was just going to say, you're only, what are you, 34? 38. You're 38 years old and you've already had a heart attack. My God. Oh, I had a heart attack before. I was Listen saving. to me. For everybody out there, Ronnie Haysher, who now is a restaurateur, wants to debate the economics of the restaurant business. Whatever it is, I'm telling you, it does not work like the cigar business. And okay. John, you should know. Ronnie may not, but John, you should know. Mm-hmm. doesn't work the same. You're not buying food for 10 months out in a cigar business. Yeah, I'm, right. not, I'm, not, buying, I'm not buying a cow and selling it 10 months out. Yeah, I'm so it's the not the same model. Yeah, uh, John's all oh, 90% fail. Yeah, 90% fail because half the people who get in the restaurant business don't know how to oh, shit. food. Yeah. So, you know, no yeah. shit about cooking. I'm just you talking know. about the business model where immediate success creates immediate more impact on your cash flow and cost. I've never seen that model in, in, in any other business. I mean, they may exist. I just don't know of it off the top of my head. Right. You don't know the specifics. Yeah. Anyway, well, Coop, what's happening this week on cigar-coop.com? There you go. Um, yeah, we got, uh, obviously more, got a series of reviews coming out. The, the big ones that's going to be highlighted this week are, uh, the Christoph JT Signature and the Asylum 7. Oh, very nice. Look forward to that. Yep. All right. Very cool. Before uh, you off, I want to share something, right? Mm-hmm. So, Paul, uh, don't share it yet, but I want, I want to share something. Okay. So, you know, one of the things like Risty, right? You have to pivot. So, 
our retail has been suffering. Our stores have been suffering. So my focus now has been focusing on trying to do things online and cater to your audience around the country. That's why we're doing virtual events. Like no one, I can confidently say no one's been doing it the way we, we we've been doing it. And we got a big one coming up this Thursday night, 7 PM with Drew estate and their dogma release. Um, and I, I got a couple other things in, in the works. We got one with Eric, Eric Espinosa. I got one in October with P Johnson. So we're having fun. So I've been creating different things. Now I can't release what this is exactly yet. Cause we're not ready. But I'm doing something pretty cool that we'll probably have the news out in the next couple of weeks. But part of it has to do with some cool things. But I, I just wanted to share this picture while Coop was on the air. Um, of, of Can I share Coop's it? Involvement. Yeah. In, 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 I know what this is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> share that puppy. All right. It's up so there. Abe, Abe, I'll apologize for you again when I messaged you last night. I didn't know you were on Dojo. Oh, and okay. that's why I said no and I stopped typing. <laughs> that's what happened. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, Abe sent me this last night. <laughs> so what's going on? I was texting Joe Grow the other night, and um, Joe's like, "I'm doing. I'm in the green room waiting to go on Coop's show." I'm like, "Man, Coop's got a show like every night." <laughs> there it is. I don't know if they could see that, man, but I, that is a great. I can't. Show. I can't. I can't see it. It's not on your screen. You got to be watching the Facebook. Yeah, you have to be watching. But the I know what it is. Yeah. But you've seen I, it. Yeah. I, I would very much like to know what this photo is. I, I'll try to show it to to, see, to you guys. But it's William Cooper's stat card. Uh, why is he wearing an upside down? What is with yeah. the you, the news? Will come out a couple weeks, but it's something he, yeah. he's involved in. This but, is uh, Abe's teaser, uh, guys. This is Abe's teaser. So my teaser. Uh, I'm, I'm just complying with uh, his deal here. Is all I'm that's, saying. That's Coop's stat card. So we're gonna have fun with this. We'll let the news out. Yeah, a couple yeah, weeks. yeah. So but, uh, but just so you know, my crew has been so overwhelmed. With these virtual things and then, you know, doing the coding and the graphics, I, I made that graphic. So I'm a little proud of it. You know, I haven't done my you own did. graphics. I haven't, I haven't done my own graphics in, I mean, literally, I don't know what, but in about eight years now, 10 years. So it That's was what good. Quarantine to kinda, does. Yeah, it was good to stretch the old graphic muscles and put that, <laughs> that, 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 that. Abe, we also have, uh, Quentin is, is asking that you plug the after the show virtual lounge. I guess they're they're gonna do a, a smoke in virtual lounge right after the show. Is it this show, or is it the release party on Thursday? Which one is he talking about? Listen, That's a great one. Yeah, it's ask Quentin. So he felt, but Quentin, I, you know, listen, we got. I, I've always said one of my models from day one: we have the best customers, patrons, right? Quentin's I mean, an awesome guy. They're just awesome, man. Yep. They're yeah, he family is. And they're loyal. And Quentin. It's just like took it upon himself to take over our virtual lounge. And I love it. I mean, we sent him a cool care kit package. But, like, you know, I was doing this every day during quarantine. But now I'm back in the real world. I, you know, I can't work all day. You know, and then I haven't seen my wife and kids. I mean, I see my wife and kids all day. When I got on at 7 o'clock at night, every night, it was no big deal. I don't see them. And now I come home and I got to go outside and not talk to them for two hours. So I haven't been able to be active. And Quinn's like, do you mind if I start booking guests? I'm like, no, dude, go ahead. So he's kept our smoking virtual lounge alive and a lot of times if i'm available a lot of times believe it or not it's on the drive home you know because it's usually like seven eight o'clock and i'm usually heading home so i'll hop on for a little bit but he's been manhandling our our virtual lounge um (laughs) i don't know yeah i don't know if uh it's after this show he's talking about or it's after the event next week but he's watching yeah quentin just specify when it's going to be yeah we'll post it uh, (laughs) when the time is 
Right. Some, uh, there was good FDA news. I mean, it was positive somewhat this week from the judge. Wow, well, that was there was nothing that was said. He just heard it. There was no uh, he didn't say anything positive. I was on the call. I mean, he asked some good questions for our industry. Did he make? It, he didn't make a decision. Yeah, I, it was just a formality. I mean, uh, we, we, gathering of info. Yeah, I mean, but this judge, we've seen him go. I mean, he's flip flopped a few times, so I don't know what to make of him sometimes. I think I think it'll be, so I, in my opinion, a two month extension at least. I think that may happen. That part may happen, but that's the FDA that's willing to give on that. Yeah. Now, the judge I can't. Mean, I'll tell you. As a, I'll tell you as a company. I'm ready. I filed paperwork already, and I'm ready to file everything yeah. tomorrow if I want. You know, so. If we got a win on the SE, it would be the biggest upset in the history of the cigar industry, as far as wins go, because that is, I think it's a long, long shot they're gonna have with that. So, it yeah. would, I mean, that would be monumental news if that happened. They threw that piece out. It could be possible that they make them relook yeah. at it. Yeah, I wasn't surprised. Warning labels eventually got thrown out because that struggled in other areas with warning labels. So I wasn't totally surprised about that. But SE, I think, it'll be a much bigger mountain to climb. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll just to clarify, have to do oh. sure, yes. Wait, go ahead, Paul. Just to clarify, uh, Quinton said they they do the virtual lounge after every KMA show, so there is an after party in the KMA in the smoke in virtual lounge. And Quinton, you'll share that to our KMA page, and we'll make sure to repost that for you. There you go, and you got to play. There you go, awesome. And with that, let's see. This week, who belongs in a cigar insane asylum? Before oh, I get into the cigar insane asylum, Paul's got to play the. Uh, oh, you got oh, the okay. audio? Let's hear it, man. I would love to hear it. Play it. Well, you won't hear it. Oh, I won't hear it. Well, should I keep talking? Is it playing? Uh, uh, no. Now it is. But wait, don't don't talk over it because there's there's stuff. Here it comes. Welcome to the cigar asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. Okay, go ahead. All right. So before I get into the asylum, I just want to mention another person from our uh, smoking virtual lounge, Sean Miles of Idaho. Sean Miles uh, says that he is the official Walmart greeter of the smoking lounge, and I am not <laughs> kidding. Since the day we built this lounge, he has had a static camera in the same position, basically. It shows his like man cave area and the shelves behind him. And whether anybody's on or not, I go to there to visit sometimes, and that camera is on. He could be at work. I, w- I went the other night, and the camera was still on. The lights were off. Nobody was in the room. And he's like, <laughs> you know, during quarantine, he was literally on it 24 hours a day. Like, he'd be working, and the camera would be there, you know? And... um but yeah, he's the official Walmart reader of the Smoking Virtual Lounge. So I have to put a big thanks out to Sean Miles too. Ooh, ooh, the, mean, blue, the, the blue vest is in the mail. The blue vest is in the mail. Red vest. <laughs> red vest. Yeah, we'll get him a red vest. Yeah. Okay, this week's Cigar Insane Asylum. This week's inductee either has a massive inferiority complex or he has some wild things going on in his personal life. It was a beautiful day Monday in Las Vegas. The sun was shining on the Deja Vu Love Boutique, and all was right in the world. Until a masked man, yes, a masked man, as everyone should be, everybody, um, walked into the store and picked up a three foot, 40 pound adult dildo. I saw that. Dildo, hoisted <laughs> it over his shoulder and walked out the front door. 
Video footage shows the man wasting no time as he walked in the store directly for the phallic statue and leaving with it immediately. Cool, calm, and collective. He threw the it over his still, shoulder. It yeah. Right <laughs> the man is still at large, and all that remains is the memory of once what was. If found with the $1,250 adult toy. Oh, the man it has a shooting, name. It, ha- it has a name, too. It's called Moby. Wow. So if that. found with Moby, the $1,250 dildo, the man will surely face the harshest punishments of the penal code. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> dildo stealer. You are this week's inductee in the Cigar Insane Asylum. What are you going to do with a 40-pound dildo? I mean, of all things Bring it to, to steal. Ris- Bring it to Ristafari. <laughs> Bring <laughs> your couch too. Oh my, oh my god! I mean, there's a, uh, you could put it in. You could put it in your passenger seat and drive in the HOV lane. Seriously? Oh, oh. Wow. But hey, I mean, I mean, it's just shocking is that that's that's the item of interest, right? Of all the things you need to steal. You know, doing when, that? Have you seen the video of him taking that? Yeah, I was just gonna say we will we will post it. He walked right in, beelined for it, threw it over his shoulder, walked right out of the fucking place. <laughs> didn't look at anyone, just, just took it and left. I mean, what are they going to do? They're, they're, they're probably, the, the, the staff is probably sitting there like this. Yeah. It's a 15-second it's a video where the guy just walks in casually, walks right up to it, picks it up, puts it over his shoulder, yeah. and just walks right out. Nobody stops him. Nobody says anything. Nobody, like, it, it's, it's an older, it's an older It's an older gentleman that did it, too. That's the funny part. You know, it's That's like, hilarious. <laughs> Well, if we see it at Ristafari next year, we, we'll know who took it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> Ronnie's got who it. We, who do we got on next week? Uh, Dylan Austin. Ooh, uh, interesting. Yeah, is is there anything of the rumors of his leaving Davidoff surface? <laughs> Paul, no, so I'll, I, I mean, I'll uh, say, Coop, Coop? Anything? Don't point to me. I didn't. I didn't put that story out there. No, no, I didn't say you put the story out. I'm asking you any news has come out, legitimate news. Is um, there any? Le- I believe the story was 100% false. Okay. Like so right after Tanya- that show, I, there were a few things that were checked, and I don't think there was any truth to that story. Um, usually you hear a thread to pull on. There was not even a thread to pull on with that. I don't know, man. I've been in this industry long enough, and when rumors like that come out. It may not be right away, but sometimes. Listen, I remember when the, the sale of Drew Estate was talked about for months, months. In fact, I think Jonathan ended up like you know, getting mad because some social media guy posted and it was all false and stuff like that. And then it, that was me. That <laughs> <laughs> really wasn't you. Was I, I, said, I said he was selling it October first, but the real date was October nineteenth. <laughs> yeah, and, and it ended up happening. So I mean, yeah. uh, usually stuff like that, it's uh, on contract. Say it on this day. You know, it's funny, but this is an industry where I, more often than not, rumors rumor ends up ends up being reality. More often yeah. than not, weirdly. Well, enough. and the source we got it from, which I guess we won't mention her name again, but the source we got it from is a credible source too. So that's why we we actually talked yeah, about it. I was it. just interested if anything had popped up outside of where we originally heard it from. No, and we can and, and we can talk no. to Dylan about it. We yeah, can yeah. talk to It'll Dylan about it when he comes out. on. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll anytime this, I pursue, good, good, Paul. He, he, Dylan was the one that that helped me get in touch with Klaus. So he he put me in touch with him. He set up the whole date. Like, 
I, I went through Dylan as we usually do with Davidoff people still. So uh, that's, that's something to be said as well. What I was going to say, usually, you know, when, when I hear something, I got to look at how I'm going to use my time. Right. And, and if it's, if it's time to pull, if there's a thread to pull on, I got to decide if that's worth my time or not. Within 15 minutes, there was not even anything to, I mean, there was a direct thing we, we, we got, but we heard from Dylan on that. So uh, if, you know, if he was going to, you know, maybe if, if there was something out there that he was leaving it imminently, wasn't true. So at that point, I just move on to something else. Sounds like a plan. You know, because there's not more you can do at that point if it's denied. Um, and so I don't know what his long-term things are. That's a question to ask him, I guess. We will definitely find out next week for certain with Dylan Austin, our guest from Davidoff, of U- Davidoff USA. Uh, Risty, thank you for being here from your yeah, house. Thanks for having me, man. In Indiana. It's been an absolute pleasure once again. Hopefully we will get to see you again in person. Make sure you go check yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, I would have flew down if, I, if it was possible just to do this. Absolutely. We would have loved to have had you. Uh, Coop, buy the, buy, buy that goalie, too. <laughs> buy a goalie. Go buy the goalie. There is extremely limited quantities, and it's a very reasonably priced cigar. Hey, available now at Smoking.com. Uh, till then, and as always, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, is keep it lit. Peace.